have this anxiety. All the things I didn't do. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. To the Wan Show. To the Wan Show. We've got a fantastic show for you guys today. We are back in the studio, back bringing you the latest in tech. And boy, do I ever have some stuff to talk to you guys about. I have tried the OLED Switch now. Oh. And I'm ready to talk about my experiences. Oh. I did not get to host the short circuit because I was busy doing other stuff today. And it sucks. But I did manage to go crash Anthony's party and try <laughs> it out. So I'm going to talk about that. That's cool. Also, I ended up entering a feud with TeamViewer um, over the, this last week because I've kind of had to do a little bit more remote desktop-y type stuff. I'm, I'm reformatting my personal rig, as you guys know. Maybe we'll give you some updates on the uh, Linux gaming challenge. Sure. Yep. Uh, we don't want any spoilers, obviously, but we are going to be talking about that. What else we got today, Luke? Uh, I'm going to scroll down. Twitch has leaked, just like the, the whole thing. And Luke, in particular, I mean, you might have noticed he works on a um, a video streaming service, so I'm yeah. sure he has a an interest in the contents of the Twitch leak. Also, our headline topic. I didn't say it, so you better say it. Steam Deck. Oh, yeah. Uh, I thought you talked about that earlier, but I guess not. Uh, Valve dangles Steam Deck internals in front of all of us. They show us all the insides, how to remove some of it, and they announce some very cool things for right to repair. And I was getting called out on our title for the video today. I have more to say about Steam Deck. This is in the pre-show. Do you really have more to say, Linus? No. But I am <laughs> no. not the only host of The WAN Show. Hey! Uh, there we uh, go. Okay. Yeah. Luke, th this is a new leaf, okay? New set. New attitude, new Luke, Luke first show. I'm not even going to do it. I'm not even going to talk for the rest of the show. That's you go ahead. That's rough. You go that's ahead. Not, well, we uh, run the intro. You can do that without talking. No, I <laughs> can't do can't it. You can't even hold it. You can't even hold it for the intro video. <laughs> you look like he's going to explode. You guys didn't get to see it, but it was there. All right, I'm talking again. Okay, let me see if I can figure out. <laughs> Jake, Jake showed me how this is supposed to work, I think. I thought they were supposed to be up there by default. Uh, no, I don't think hey. so. Hey, there we go. The show is brought to you by Honey, as well as Seasonic, as well as Skoraspies. Now, I toggle those back. Okay, this is really this is really not that great. That's fine. Let's go back to the white. All hey. right. Let's jump right into our headline topic today. Valve dangles Steam Deck internals in front of users. Says no touchy. Uh, this was prepared sort of. by Anthony Young. Sort of. It's a little complicated. <laughs> so, Luke, did you watch Valve's video? Yeah. All right. What are your thoughts? I had the same thought you had. Partway through watching through the the actual just video before I watched you guys watch the video. You watched both. I did. So you watched an actual video, then you watched someone else react to the I video. I didn't know you guys were going to react to it. How does it feel to be Gen Z all of a sudden? Just <laughs> well, I, I watched you guys react to it because I was looking for a float plane showed out. Mm. Yes. <clears throat> so I watched it at like one and a half speed or something. Right. Okay. But anyways, I watched the original video um, and it, it was good. I'm very happy they made it. The other yeah. option was, oh no, there's two other options as you kind of talked about. So I'm happy they made it. They picked like the middle option. Not making it would have been worse. Yeah. But I, yeah, I think they should have worked with you guys. 
Ah, uh, yeah. And like well. for a lot of the same reasons. Like I'm watching, we had the same reactions. Like he, he, the okay, we're gonna unplug the battery, and then the battery's randomly plugged back in. We're gonna show like the 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 thumbsticks out, and then the thumbsticks are gonna be back in randomly. It's just like ah, like the the cutting was a little weird. But again. I really don't want to hammer on them too much for it because at least they made it at all. Now, here's something, though. I ended up getting called out in the comments under that video. I think I had a couple of people tweet at me saying, Linus, you didn't even understand, okay? It was, like, satirical. It's like the portal sense of humor. And I'm sitting here going, no, it's no, not. No, I don't <laughs> think so. And again, I mean, it wasn't a horrible video. No. Um, it just could have been better. Yeah. Uh, and like, to be clear, they did obviously have a sense of humor about it. This is funny. Yeah. We actually missed this in our reaction video because we thought it was over. But at the very end of the video, they say something along the lines of, and if you've been following all of these instructions, you won't have done any of that stuff. And then, and then they close up the video. So absolutely, they had a sense of humor about it. But I guarantee you that it was not intentional for them to be working on the machine with the battery plugged in. Yeah. After they specifically said, unplug the battery in order to work on the machine, because that is actually very important. It seemed like they, they shot everything. Yeah. And then voiceovered it. And it really didn't line up all that well. Yes. So they had to like cut it kind of oddly. Yes. I thought the presenter was like actually pretty good. But, but anyways, it was, uh, it was an exciting video. Um, the, the, him specifically calling out, I, and I, I heard it as well. He only really specified, I think it was the thumbsticks. Yeah. But but any amount of like replaceable parts is gonna be really cool, and sp especially the thumbsticks. Yeah. Because like, and I, I believe Anthony called this out, but thumbsticks on things like the switch, like oh my. I mean, another thing I got called out for was sort of um, pretending that joy joystick drift is somehow a Nintendo exclusive image. image. Oh no. Uh, problem issue. That's the word I was looking for. Right. And no, that I mean. It's certainly a very famous one. It's certainly been a huge problem in very recent memory. But to be clear, joystick drift is an enormous problem no matter what kind of joysticks. And someone in the comments put it really well. They're like, no, no. Joystick problem, joystick drift, joystick failure is a problem for joysticks. Yeah. Every joystick will fail, and it's kind of inherent to the design. You know what finally failed is my old Thrustmaster Top Gun. Oh, no way. I, I, yeah, I, uh, it wasn't working the last oh. time I tried to use it and I opened it up. I was like, okay, so these are just potentiometers. Um, is this something that I can, a few short Google searches later, nope, nope, PNG. <laughs> if I really want another one of these, eBay is the way. <laughs> I, will just, I will just buy another one because you know what the problem is, is at the time that was bought for me as a kid, right? I was like seven or eight years old or something like that, maybe nine. And... It was kind of a small joystick so that I could use it as a kid. Well, nowadays, any high-quality joystick, because the joystick market has consolidated a oh, lot. Yeah. There yeah. used to be tons of vendors, all kinds of high-quality sticks, because joystick games were far more popular. I mean, MechWarrior was like, a, a, maybe not triple-A, but at least a single-A, double-A title. I you know, also back think, in the, well, like Microsoft, Simula or Microsoft Flight Simulator is 
is like a thing today it was i would say proportionally a much bigger thing in the past yeah i think that's i think that's fair to say as well so that that whole genre of like space sims and flight sims was enormous back then and so we had all these options anyway the problem that i have now is that every high quality joystick is really designed for adult hands and so I, I just I don't I can't reach the, all the buttons. <laughs> I, they're they're it also sucks. I find a lot of the high quality ones like the Warthog, which is a really nice one. Yeah, it's very heavy. Yeah, and like the grip is one thing, but it's very heavy, and and that can almost result in it being slower. I think we right. talked about this before. The Top Gun is really fast. Yeah, like twitch reactions were were really good with it. Um, to to get back to the 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 joystick drift, I think the reason why I kind of jumped to Nintendo right away yeah. is one, I think the the Switch controllers probably get abused a lot more than other controllers. Yeah, that's fair. Just slipped into a backpack, shoved in bags and stuff like that. Yep. And also, Switch controllers are really expensive. So yes, I, I think you got a little bit of a combination. I'm not trying to like hammer on Nintendo specifically. But I mean, I think we it's can a hammer on Nintendo for their controllers being way too expensive for what expensive. they are. They are. Really it's ridiculous. Expensive. Yeah. So. That, that's why that like immediately came to mind is if there was a a more easily user fixable joy-con thing that would be great that would be really really cool elimination twitch tv says no mech warrior 2 was definitely triple a back in the day everyone played it back then yeah that's fair that's fair so other than that i mean is there anything else to really say other than good guy good guy valve what do you think that yes, they could I- do better if anything, I'd like to know, and like may- maybe this can come down the line, but I'd like to know the full list of like replaceable hardware that they're, they're going to be offering. You guys mentioned probably not the PCBs, whatever. I don't know, but I would like to know specifically what the offer actually is. Sure. Um, I think that would be cool. And that's, I mean, that's going to happen because eventually they'll have to make them available somewhere and then yeah. that's your list. Um, but yeah, no, I think it's, I think it's good. Something I said to you uh, after I had watched that video was that I'm just, I'm really stoked that like from between the framework and now this, and there's a topic we're going to be talking about later on in the show with that has to do with Microsoft, which is really exciting. There's a lot of brands that are making repairability uh, a selling point. I'm completely okay with that. Um, uh, right to repair and repairability are things that I am very happy to be sold to me, to be completely honest. Now, here's my challenge for Valve. I think they've done a really great job with the Steam Deck, so I don't really have anything to add to that. I think committing to replaceable components and designing it uh, from the ground up to be more easily repairable is, is great. A+. plus. Now take that philosophy and apply it to your other bloody products. I had an issue with an index controller a little while ago mm-hmm. where what happened was um, definitely not my fault. Couldn't have been me, but one of the joysticks, like the the topper of it, the actual joystick itself was no longer attached to the controller. <laughs> Did you hit something? I mean, with the cut. Your beat saber? Luke, <laughs> I'm trying to tell a story here. <laughs> okay keep going i actually i don't remember i I didn't notice doing it i don't remember doing it (laughs) but because i never ever used them yeah it could have been missing for weeks (laughs) and i wouldn't have even noticed right because what would i use a joystick for all i do is waggle my arms around like this right and so everything is a pointing interface i literally don't touch the joysticks ever uh, anyway, the point is I contacted Valve Support. I was like, hey, look, I just want a new joystick. 
the ribbon cable is still intact and the sensor is still there. I just, do you, I'll buy it. I, I recognize that yeah. this was 99% my fault. Sure. Uh, yeah. I own that, but I, I would like to, how do I get replacement parts for it? And they're like, we will send you an entirely new controller. So obviously as a customer, I'm perfectly happy with that solution because it means that I get a new controller and I can, I can start playing Beat Saber again. But I also have to wonder, okay, what happens to that controller? And it's not just replaceable parts that will wear or that will, could fall off, that could be broken like a joystick. It's also batteries, right? Like every device with a lithium battery in it is going to be e-waste in 10 years. Yeah. It is that simple. It will. And that's one of the reasons that people people ride on Microsoft about using AA batteries in their controllers. But that is in my in my humble opinion, that is Microsoft having the bravery to in spite of public opinion do the right thing. Because if you care about the environment at all, you should be getting AA rechargeable batteries and using them for years and years and years instead of putting disposable batteries in it. Because I see that argument made like, oh, Microsoft is being so irresponsible because disposable batteries, landfills, Xbox controllers. Just like, stop buying the ones that you can't recharge. The, the really shocking part to me is how ex inexpensive rechargeable batteries are now. Why is anyone ever buying a disposable AA battery in the year 2021. Yeah, you can even buy Help ones me. where you like you flip the top op open. The capacity like sucks. A, do they? Yeah, the capacity sucks. How long are you playing with an Xbox controller for? Uh, yeah, just it's it's really low. It's really low because okay. cells are they're, they're packed tight. I don't remember what I used it in, but I had some for years and I thought they were fine. Uh, hold on, Amazon Basics AA batteries, okay, rechargeable. Here we go. How how much are these stupid things? I don't know what power owl is okay so a 16 pack of 2000 milliamp hour AA batteries from amazon is 22 dollars and 99 cents okay a 20 pack of alkalines and disposables no waiting because you can just hot swap a 20 pack of disposables is eight dollars you only have to use them three times I don't even, you know, I used to be that when I uh, like gave away kids toys and stuff like that, I would, I would like painstakingly open up every single one and double check and make sure that I didn't leave my rechargeable batteries in it. And I, I still try to empty them because you're not supposed to leave them uh, with a battery in it. But if there's something at the bottom of the pile and I'm like, oh, was I, did I check that one? I'm not going to worry about it too much these days because they are literally like a dollar twenty five each. And they, we still have Sanyo Eneloops here at the office that we still use for our mic packs that have been in service for almost 10 years. Yeah. They, yes, they don't last quite as long. Oh, I'm sorry, but I, I think that Microsoft has done the right thing to continue with AA batteries. And I think that they should never take flack for releasing a device. Here, there, this is my hot take. Nobody should ever get pushback for releasing a device that uses standard, easily replaceable batteries. That are, yeah, that have rechargeable options, which they basically all do. Which they basically all do. I mean, you can even get decent rechargeable 9 volts now. So that's yeah. what we use for, we have a, a microphone that uh, has a wireless receiver that uses 9 volts. And so we just, we have rechargeable 9 volts now. It, ju it just blows me away. It blows me away that anyone 
Like, I have Xbox 360. Luke, you were over the other day. And uh, he's like, oh, this is nice. It was nice. Yeah, uh, <laughs> because I have Xbox 360 controllers that are still in service yeah. and still get exactly the same battery life that they did 12 years ago because I put new batteries in them. It, it, it's not It's not rocket science. It's great. And Endaloops, like, yeah, Endaloops are, are a little bit more premium, but they're honestly still... How, how much did you say the 16-pack was? Um, the 16-pack. Are Endaloops still around? I thought Sanyo sold uh, the Endaloop... They they seem still around. They're oh, Panasonic they're, now. Pan, okay, that makes sense. Uh, the 16-pack was $23. Okay, so I don't know how many are in here. It doesn't say, but it's a fairly... Yeah, 16 for 40 Even that is perfectly reasonable. That, that's like, those. I would say, those aren't the, the pros or whatever, but those are going to be premium batteries. You only have to get five uses out of them, and that's it. Now, there's yeah. certain devices that sometimes I'll just go, you know what, it's it's not worth it. Like uh, 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 a TV remote control. <laughs> Rechargeable batteries do tend to drain faster on their own, like just passively. They're a lot better now than they used to be back in the nickel metal hydride. Nickel, nickel cadmium, I guess, was some of the earlier rechargeable batteries. Because remember, our hydride devices back then, the big one was digital cameras. And so when you would load up right. your, your four AA batteries into the grip of it or whatever, and you'd get like... We, oh my man, I'm taken, I'm taken back, Luke. I'm taken back. <laughs> it used to be a thing, and this would have probably been before your time. You probably would have been too young and not caring about digital cameras yet by this point, because you're you're what, I, like four years younger than me, something like that. Yeah. So when I was when I was like 14, so you would have been 10, so it probably wouldn't matter. Digital cameras on the store shelf used to have as part of their spec sheet how many shots you could take yeah no, I remember that. okay you do yeah, remember that yeah. and it would be substantially less with rechargeables because the rechargeables of the day had really poor capacity they took forever to charge and they would drain while you were not using them nowadays it's not nearly as bad although there are devices like a tv remote where you will get three or four years sometimes out of a, a single change of batteries yeah and it's you would just be constantly changing out your rechargeables compared to how often you would have to uh, put in disposables. So there are situations where I do get lazy and use disposables rather than just buying more and more and more rechargeables for my entire house. But it really doesn't, uh, it really doesn't come up that often anymore. Right. Yeah. I don't even remember. I don't even remember what we were talking, we were talking about, about anymore. Something to do with right. the valve deck. The index, deck. the index controller. Mm. And I don't even know. I don't even know that the right answer with the index controller is to put um, to put AA batteries in it. It would probably be too heavy. Uh, with that said, I mean, Oculus managed it. But the index controller also has a lot more functionality the, yeah. than the Oculus, uh, than the Oculus controllers do. Yeah, so maybe that's not the right answer. But having it be easily accessible with uh, a little screw panel so that you could at least not throw away the entire controller uh, would help. Because you can, I know, I know, like my brother and some other people that I know have have had wireless headphones, and they replace those lithium-ion batteries, anyways. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes with ones that are even bigger and stuff, which is kind of nice. But, All right. Yeah. So Anthony has a few notes in here about the SSD. Valve claims it shouldn't be upgraded. Uh, it has an EMI shield on it that is right next to the uh, Wi-Fi module or the Wi-Fi antennas. 
Would you buy a third-party backing that allows you to put a larger SSD in it? Would that just be like Have you pre-ordered one? Yeah, actually, you have. Okay, yeah. okay. So then I pre-ordered one the day we talked about it on Land Show. As a future, I actually pre-ordered it in the background while we were still on Land Show because I wanted to not get too late in the queue. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. So then, okay, if someone makes something like that available, do you plan to buy it? Um, not immediately because I would I would self analyze my use case to see if I actually really needed eight that terabyte addition. Steam Deck. Anyone? But like, do I am am I uh, my game drive on my computer isn't even that full? I guess that's fair. You're mostly like a play a game, and then move on move on yeah. kind of player aren't you yeah, yeah i guess that's fair for, for most thing, the the things that i tend to go back to are usually like indie games that are tiny gondomar says wtf luke bought something it must be really good holy shiz <laughs> i'm pretty excited for the steam deck i i think it's gonna be really cool um now i think that transitions us pretty well into our next topic here which is obviously going to be getting you guys an update on the linux gaming challenge ah. if you guys have been uh, checking out the stories that i've been uploading on the ltt channel there's a couple of little oh, I didn't know that. early teasers in there but okay without giving away too many spoilers i think it's you know we've both recorded our or we've at least got down what we're going to say in yeah. our uh you know our pre pre-installation blurbs because the first video is going to be me sort of talking about the process of getting started so i actually I, it's like 500 600 words and i go through I've, I've got a rant about how utterly useless every you know best linux distro listicle is yeah it's it's kind of hilarious there's this one <laughs> man this is going to be too many spoilers I, I don't even care let's just let's talk about it let's talk about it i read through one where i <laughs> You're already ready for this. I know it. Under Ubuntu, oh, no. okay, you've got you've got that it's easy to use and beginner friendly, and kind of a pain to set up. <laughs> How can you have nice. this? This is the same <laughs> listicle. Okay, it has pros: easy to use, beginner friendly; cons: kind of a pain to set up. <laughs> Which one is it? <laughs> I found a few. I, I found a few YouTube videos. Yeah, I, I wish I could remember the the creator names from because they're actually quite good. Mm -hmm. um, but what I found was more useful was if I was comparing two very specific DEs or sure. two very specific distros. Now that's so another it came thing. Came down to like something more narrow. Everything's full of jargon. So you just said DE. Yeah. What is a DE? If I didn't know anything, if I didn't know enough about the modularity of Linux, for example, if I was really coming at this from a just normal gamer perspective and people started talking about DEs, even if they didn't shorten it to DEs, even if they said desktop environment. You'd probably think it was the distro they were talking about. And to be fair, for most people, um, like I, I would argue that when most people think about, say, Mint, sure, they, they're just automatically mentally bundling in that you're using cinnamon i would argue that when most people are talking about uh soulless they're thinking of budgie when they're sure. talking about ubuntu they're thinking about gnome like yes you can have other ones a lot of these come packaged with other ones like you can get yeah. you can get ubuntu budgie uh sure but like most people if they just say ubuntu are probably talking about ubuntu with gnome sure um yeah. so so the first bit is me sort of 
it it ends up a little ranty because it's just ridiculous. Coming in as an absolute know-nothing. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if you immediately read one article and go, forget this. This is too much. Yeah, I think the the distro and desktop environment uh, selection process is probably too daunting alone for the average user. And so after that, I basically... Uh, I talk about what the process was like for me. I run through what my plan is, and then we're going to cut to Luke. He talks through what his plan is, and then I don't know if I told you this, but Anthony is going to listen to each of our plans. plans. No, no, he doesn't get to talk to us. So part of the whole challenge is that Luke and I have to do this the way a normal user would. I mean, I've had developers reach out, multiple developers from major distributions to talk to me because obviously they want you to use their stuff. They want me to use their stuff. Yeah. And not just that. They don't just want me to use their stuff because it's a good marketing exercise. I think they're just really proud of their work and so they should be. And I think I think that's probably very genuinely a thing with the open source community. Absolutely. So I would 100% give them that. Yeah. Absolutely. But that's not representative of the normal person's experience. And in order to be the best that I can be, in order to be the best ally that I can be for the open source community and for the Linux community, I should try to tackle this as a normal user should. And I should be able to give my honest feedback without someone preemptively guiding me through. So even though we are going to have Anthony there for the benefit of the viewers, Anthony doesn't get to talk to us. Interesting. Okay, cool. Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah. So from there... I want to address one thing before we go forward because I saw another comment about it. Yeah. I think uh, I spread it further when I tweeted out, like, which four of these distros do people think I should use? Yeah. And I included Fedora and then in brackets for the meme. I don't mean that Fedora the distro is a meme. (laughs) I mean that Fedora the name is a meme. It really is a meme. Come on, guys. (laughs) Like, we, we use it. We use it. It's good. It's really stable. It's great. Just the name is a meme. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Let's keep going. All right. So, I mean, oh my God. Even the Red Hat logo. Yes. Like, yes. <laughs> like, come on, guys. Clearly self aware. <laughs> Clearly, at least some of the people <laughs> at Red Hat are self aware. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, the point is um, after that, so after Anthony critiques our plans, it goes into a vlog. And I don't know how you shot your portion, but mine is me with like my phone. And no, okay, there will be some spoilers. Not too many spoilers, but I end up back and forth between my desktop and my server room, which is on the other side of the wall where my machine is actually plugged in a fair bit. Oh, wow. A fair (laughs) bit. (laughs) Because, I mean, you got to remember, you got to remember, you can't take anything for granted, right? I use a Thunderbolt dog for literally all of my peripherals. Someone at Floatplane brought up that that might be an issue. I have a very, very unusual setup. Definitely. All of my audio is routed through a GoXLR, a device that has quite literally zero acknowledgement from the manufacturer of the fact that Linux exists at all. And all this Elgato stuff. Uh, I don't actually have a ton of Elgato stuff at home. I've got my key lights. lights, But key lights, my workaround is going to be using the phone app, which they do have. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. I can't be giving you too many hints. We got to work through these I problems have on our own. Already. Do you? Okay. All right. 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 So Elgato uh, key lights. I have those, and I have a Stream Deck. But I'm just sad I wasted time now. But anyways. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> I don't use my Stream Deck 
so yeah, I don't really care. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, the point is, I. Oh, okay. I'm not gonna. Okay, part one. The part one challenge is to install Linux, choose a distro, install Linux, and play a game. That's it. It took me longer to find the screw for the M.2 drive uh, than it did for me to finish the entire first challenge. Okay. Um, I am a smart boy, and I keep all my M.2 screws in my motherboard. Even when I get a brand new board, I take all the M.2 screws and I put them in. It was your motherboard. It It wasn't there. Really? Yeah. Uh, Well, there you go, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) I did it with my new machine. So I have all my M.2 screws. <laughs> oh, it's the that Azrock Aqua one, isn't yeah. it? Hey, look, price was right. Oh, it was fantastic. I'm still stoked. I'm your not com- complaining. Your computer was free, sir. I, w- I was only using okay. it as like a reference that I did the rest of it relatively <laughs> quickly. That's Show off. Yeah. Um, anyway, the point is uh, I did not get it done that quickly. Okay, so part one is to play a game. I actually did not, strictly speaking, complete the part one challenge in like three hours not strictly speaking not strictly speaking because my intention when i actually created the original here i'm not signed into trello on this machine but when i created the original like trello list of all the parts of this series part one is supposed to be um install and play a game yeah. on the distro of your choice. Yeah. Part two is supposed to be I got I gotta pull up Trello here because I can't remember exactly I think it was I think it was yeah install like Steam and play a game. Linus because Fuses. Steam was the easy one. Okay. Part two is get your game streaming setup working perfectly. So mics, levels, capture, camera, um I have to get a VPN working so that I can download assets, like just sort of general general use that stuff. Okay. Uh part three is uh, get as many game launchers running as possible and run a game on them. So we're we're aiming to get as many of the big ones as we can and even maybe some smaller ones. Part four is going to be fun. I've talked to James about this now. And it's going to oh, be, cool. hey, by the way, gaming is not the only thing you do. Do some other stuff. So we're going to have challenges like edit a quick video together, uh, create a document, uh, zip up some files and send them to someone, print something, uh, watch Netflix, uh, something to do with Excel, and don't don't do any of those things now. Okay. Don't get ahead of yourself on that one. No practicing okay, for that, that one. Okay, that one I'm not ahead on. Okay. The other ones I am. All right. Okay, well, I'm ahead on some of the streaming okay. stuff too. Okay, okay. So I'm, I'm already working on it. I'm just making a lot of notes because I think it's going to end up being a lot of screen capture and a lot of like kind of ranting about stuff. So as long as you're making notes and as long as you're screen recording as often as you can, then I think we're in pretty good shape. Uh, that was one of the reasons, actually, that I got some of the streaming stuff going. Yeah, that's the same for me. Before yeah. I even finished challenge one. Oh, wow. Because I okay, wanted so to be able to screen cap. Yeah, that makes sense. Right? Fortunately, OBS is a thing and mostly operates the same. So I was able to get that going. And then part five, I think, is honestly just going to be the conclusion, right? So we summarize and we make an ultimate decision about whether to go back to Windows or not. Talk about killer apps that we miss. Talk about killer apps on Linux that we're going to miss. Uh, What are the things we found that we really enjoyed? What are the things we hated? So now let's get back to part one and talk about 
um, how it is that I did not manage to complete the challenge. When I wrote this down, right, right, that was why I brought my phone out. I wrote part one, get Linux, or actually GNU slash Linux, and play a game with sound. That's what it says verbatim, because yes, I even make jokes when I'm the only one who will ever read them. <laughs> I couldn't get sound working. Sound? Couldn't get sound working. I've heard... It magically fixed itself oh. the next day. Oh. I didn't do anything different. And I, just... I have screen capture of it not working, and then it magically works. I promise you I did nothing. And it's Linux, so it probably didn't update itself, because it so, would wait for you to ask you to do the laptop just okay there we go. um that's interesting yeah i remember like way back one of my times using linux like way in the past getting sound stuff working on one of my laptops was was quite a hurdle um but this time i just had to change the device it was actually yeah i was i was pretty lucky i had i had some i had some challenges yeah. i had some challenges yeah uh okay so tell, tell me this tell me this at least i've already got a killer app on the linux side by the way proprietary or open source and video driver proprietary you went with the proprietary driver yeah it's a piece of crap yes it is i'm struggling with it right now it's kind of shocking i'm i've i've i haven't done enough of it and i want to do a lot of documentation of it actually including yeah. some benchmarks that i want to throw in yeah that i think might be kind of fun i know it's not part of the challenge but it might be interesting anyways um of like the am i pronouncing it? novu Navu? Uh, I don't know. The open source driver, sure. whatever. So that one versus uh, 470 versus 460, which are the two official. Right, sure. But like I've had some issues for sure. Yeah. That it would just be... feels gross. Like, I don't know. Have you like thrown windows around and done stuff like that? A little bit. I've noticed that compared to my Windows experience, things are a little bit more like. Yes. Um, yeah. Even with like, do you have the refresh rate fixed? Uh, I managed to get my refresh rate sorted out pretty quickly. That was one of the first things I did because I get triggered when my screen is running at yeah. 60 hertz these yeah. days. Yeah, it was really apparent. Um, yeah. I thought and that was the whole worse. problem at first. It yeah. felt worse. Like 60 hertz felt worse than 60 hertz. Yes. Uh, but now that I'm at 120, it's totally fine. What about G-Sync? I, I haven't verified that it's running. I have verified that it's running, okay, but I cannot find a toggle if for whatever reason I wanted to turn it off. Interesting. So that's where I'm at on that because remember, like my someone in the uh, in the YouTube chat pointed out, and this is very true, my setup is super cutting edge and exotic in a lot of ways. Like G-Sync over HDMI is, you might think, yeah, G-Sync, that's not new technology, but G-Sync over HDMI only came up really in the last year or two. Yeah, you have quite a few unique challenges. And like, a, no joke. a year or two is not a long time if you don't have really excellent cooperation from the manufacturer to get something working in Linux. Yeah. Especially when it's super high end because the priority for Linux in general, in my from my perception, is oh. openness and sustainability, yeah. not like cutting edge gaming. And that's just that that's that's just the way it is. So a lot of the cutting edge gaming stuff that I have and that I do is just not going to be um, not going to be a priority for most Linux developers. Now, the reason we're doing this challenge is that it's hopefully changing. And the Steam Deck is a big part of that. That's why we transitioned from talking about Steam yeah. Deck to this, because yeah. Steam Deck will be running Linux. Yeah. But it's going to take time. 
Another thing someone brought up is you're also running an NVIDIA GPU, right? Uh, yeah. So we we almost certainly would have had an easier time on both sides if we were running AMD GPUs. Yeah, possibly. But then I wouldn't be running G-Sync. Actually, I'm thinking, yeah, FreeSync over HDMI is, is a thing on that monitor. Oh, actually, I don't know. It's not the LG TV. It's Aorus's monitor. I have no idea how it behaves with FreeSync. Not sure. No idea. But yeah, um, there's, there's a lot of differences when it comes down to hardware. I was even kind of wondering, like, I don't think a Titan RTX is, like, a super common card. No, but it's similar enough to the 2000 series. It's basically a 2080 Ti, which is basically a jacked-up 2080. Like, I'm not actually expecting that to be a problem for me. I will tell you, though, just... Man, I don't know what it is. I think I, I just... I attract misery sometimes. <laughs> The first game I tried to play, oh, I was no. like, oh, I've really been enjoying Cave Story Plus. It's an older game. It's Linux native. It doesn't got a Linux bad. native client. First game I picked has issues with launching off to the side. Okay, so like part of the frame was cut off. Has issues with controller support. The sound wasn't working. And for whatever reason, this particular game, not every game, other ones are fine. Crosscode was fine. Broforce was fine. This particular game doesn't support cross-platform cloud saves on Steam. So I had no sound, couldn't see part of the frame, couldn't use my controller, and my save file was gone. So that was my very first Linux gaming experience on my new machines. <laughs> I've definitely <laughs> I ran into up. the, the cross-platform cloud saves thing. That's unfortunate. Ow! That didn't really make it into my notes. Okay. Well, it's in mine, so. Just for me, that wasn't like starting to game on Linux. That was specifically transferring from Windows to Linux, which I guess is part of it. But yeah, I don't know. Either way, first game I launched was FTL. Had none of those issues. Just didn't have my save. Yeah. So, yeah. But it, it worked. Yeah. So it, there's been a lot of yeah. There's been, have you tried another launcher? Um, another launcher. Sorry, what do you mean by launcher? Like Bnet Origin? Oh no, 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 not yet. Yeah. I I haven't even gotten as far as playing games with Proton yet. I I'm not. I'm I've I've only put maybe. Well, remember, first I put three hours into getting Cave Story running with no sound. <laughs> I did manage to fix the off kilter the off kilter rendering. Okay. I ran in Steam Big Picture mode. What I was trying to diagnose at the time was actually the controller support. I was like, oh, well, Big Picture. You just solved it. Big pic part of Big Picture's whole jam is, you know, just making it super easy for controllers to work in Steam yeah. games uh, and in the interface. So I figure, okay, if I go right into it from the interface, I think the controller issue ended up being kind of pebcac, and I was just... I was just kind of overwhelmed by all the other issues that had cropped up in this game. Like, I think I didn't select controller before trying to rebind my thing like it's kind of a weird interface that that game has um but anyway i it can be sometimes a little hard to differentiate between pebcac and the user experience just being pretty rough yeah so i did solve the off-center thing with steam big picture it would it would go right dead center and then i tried it again not in big picture and it was off to the right again and then the next day when i came back and sound was working it launched without big picture dead center and i was like Okay. <laughs> All right. Thank this game you. A little bit. Yeah, that's cool. Oh man. The uh the launcher experience is interesting. That's all I'll say. Launcher experience. Okay. Well, hey, I have that to look forward to. Make sure you're working on the challenges kind of one at a time, though, Luke. Otherwise, things are going to end up kind of sloppy. I I only added one other launcher. 
to be fair. Okay. All um, right. All right. And I was just, I was very curious. Um, I haven't gamed on Linux at all before. Oh, basically, every time I've installed it, it's been on a laptop and it was for school. Right. Um, so they were always for like software development or, or just like studying education, productivity stuff in general sure. anyways. Um, so is it Lutris? Yeah. Lutris is like super cool and very powerful. And, and I don't want to add too much more to it. Yeah. Yet. Okay. Fair yeah. enough. But I was, I was very curious and like trying out Lutris because I've never tried it before. These are my notes for part two already. Just to give you some idea. Um, I mean, honestly, I'm kind of getting worried. My size just be really boring. A lot of it's well. Maybe that'll be that. Maybe that'll be refreshing for the Linux community because honestly, I can tell you right now, the Linux community is going to absolutely hate my part one. They are going to hate it, and some of them will probably hate me because you just honestly, I couldn't. <sighs> I, I couldn't I couldn't write some of the stuff that happened to me. Yeah. Like I couldn't I couldn't make it up. Um truth was was stranger than fiction. And the thing is, anytime I say anything, whether it's positive or whether it's negative, there's gonna be a small subset of users who are going to say he's shilling for this or trashing that or whatever. He's got a, he's got some agenda, he's got some hidden motivation, right? And I guarantee it now. Mark my words, someone who didn't watch this show, didn't see me make this prediction, is going to accuse me of fabricating yeah. some of the things that went wrong for me. To make it more dramatic. And to, to make it yeah. dramatic or to, to dunk on Linux or whatever, whatever. Maybe they think that Bill Gates's vaccine in my 5G reception is making me chill for Windows. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know. I can't, I can't put myself in the head of these people, but I guarantee you that based on my experience, someone will not believe how badly it went for me and will find a way to, to make it about my hidden agenda here. And then hopefully, hopefully, yeah, hopefully my side does at least my part one because I haven't done the rest of it. So yeah. maybe, we'll, maybe we'll switch sides later on. Um, but hopefully my part one does contrast that because the, the biggest problems that I had required... Uh, Sometimes slightly more than, but pretty much just a restart. Right. That was that was like pretty much. It. I was surprised how much I have to restart on Windows or on Linux. On Linux, it's Win Windows has kind of fixed that. Now. There is some stuff you can get like uh, I don't remember exactly what it's called, but there's a live updating tool. Right. That makes it so you don't have to restart. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just I, I was just surprised. Like I I booted up and was just doing stuff like nothing with a brand new fresh image. It was like. Hey, you need to restart your computer because, like, we did some stuff. Oh, really? That okay? I mean, I guess yeah. I guess Windows does it all the time too. I guess I just don't notice because it just schedules it and then just like runs it in the middle we of the night. We did some stuff like the like it did it automatically. Yeah. Okay, we're having a very different experience. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just say that much. <laughs> Nothing happened automatically on my side, um, which was I. I mean, that's just probably I haven't revealed what distro and and. Um, desktop environment I'm using yet, but that is going to be part of it. This right? is great. So. Rich 77, Linus, the Linux community is here to help not slam a new user. We are here for you. Uh, That's rich. <laughs> Get it? Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. I, you know what? I'm sure that it's a minority of extremely toxic users, just like any fan community. 
there's going to be a minority of really toxic users. There's just there's a special there's a special kind of toxic gatekeeping that seems to go on in the Linux community, Absolutely. and you're going to get called there's out also, in yeah, this video. There, Sorry, there is there is extreme. There's a lot of extremes. <laughs> there's toxic gatekeeping, and then there's people that will just like stop at nothing to try to make sure that you know the door is open as wide as possible. Yeah, um, but and there's, there's sometimes both. to your detriment. Like, yeah. no, no, it's really good. It's really good. It's really there's good. There's no really problems good. ever. And I'll help like, you. Uh, you can call me anytime, night or day. It's like, right, but I don't want to talk to you for three hours a day. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just want to use my computer. I want this to work. Is there anything so far, um, and maybe this is going too much into it, but is there anything yeah. so far that you've really liked or has gone really well? Hold on. Speedstyle says, the Linux community is here for you now until they see your video and can't wait to correct everything you should yeah. have done. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah. Um, so it's not so much that I've seen things that I absolutely love about Linux as much as I've been reminded that I should really make sure that I'm not coming at this from a completely one-sided standpoint. And my rants should include rants about Windows. Yeah, Some, okay, something, that makes sense. Something I complained about with Linux in general is that there's a dozen different ways to do things. And from a normal person perspective, I don't want a dozen different ways to do the same thing. I don't want that. I want one good, fast way. Maybe an alternate way in the event that that way is not working. Like, you know, looking at you, Finder, you know how you know you can't manually refresh the contents of a folder in Finder because it should just work. Yeah, it should, but sometimes it doesn't. It doesn't, yeah. And it needs a refresh button, Apple. Anyway, the point is, um, I pointed that out. Like, so I found something that drove me, you know, really bananas. Uh, and I pointed out that Microsoft has actually done an astonishingly bad job of that. They started transitioning to their new style control panel with Windows 8. Windows 8 was when they started transitioning to remember the new control panel. Yeah. yeah. When did when did Windows 8 come out? Windows 8 release. It's like 2008 or something? 2012. Okay, 2012. This was a, nine years ago. Nine years ago, Windows came out with this new control panel. There is still core functionality in Windows 11, nine years later, that you have to go into the classic control panel for. So make up your mind, Microsoft. Do we do it this way or do we do it that way? Just let me have the classic control panel, in my opinion. But yeah. yeah. Exactly. Well, that's a whole that's a whole separate conversation. I ran into another thing where I had just like I, I signed into Steam and all my like friend requests and crap popped up in the bottom right corner and I couldn't see anything in the bottom right corner or click on anything until it went away. I'm like, yeah, this is a terrible experience. It happens to be exactly the same terrible experience on Windows. I haven't tried it on 11 yet, but on Windows 10, it's it, exactly yeah, it the same way. Really if you get like yeah. a handful of notifications at a time, it's limited. I think it's three, and then they go away, and, then and there's not enough time up. to click, yeah. on, and it stacks back up again, and you just can't click anything in your system tray until they're gone. It's, yeah. it's horrible. It's, 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 like, it's like the people using it never... It's like the people designing the product never used it. It's that kind of thing. Like I searched for... <laughs> this is great. I searched for Explorer, Okay in the start menu of one of our ingest stations to shoot a completely unrelated video yesterday. And get this, get, guess what the, the top highlighted best match was? Well, okay, first of all, what do you think I wanted? I, I'm assuming you wanted like, actually, I don't know. Why would you search Explorer? Explorer? Yeah. Well, what, 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 like, what 
do you think I might have been trying to do? My my brain immediately jumped to like uh, the the starting web browser, but that's Edge these days. So File Explorer, but why I wanted you File Explorer. Yeah, okay. okay, okay. And it should come up with that because Explorer, the web browser, doesn't exist anymore. So File Explorer should be the first thing that comes up. So it comes up with Microsoft Edge. Okay. So somebody manually intervened, yeah. clearly, yeah. manually intervened in the search results and said, nope, nope, that thing that is an exact character-for-character match is not the best match. <laughs> it's this other thing. It's this thing that we really want you to use. Really, please use it. <laughs> please, please use Edge. Please use Edge. We're going we're gonna to re-engineer how uh, open with preferences work to make it way harder to not use it. Please use it. <laughs> please use it. <laughs> I mean, it's it's infuriating. Um, and so I guess, yeah, I haven't been reminded. I haven't found so much things that are so much better with Linux as I've found things that are also horrible about Windows, but that I just didn't really think about because I glide right through them. Like, okay, here's something that has bothered me on the particular desktop environment I'm using. When you click the button that clears away all your windows and takes you to the desktop. Okay. Okay, when you click that, it does what you would expect. Okay. And then if you if you alt tab and like find something you want and click it, it brings everything back. Oh, okay. <laughs> like who thought this was what I would want to do? <laughs> I, I just I've I've had two things so far that oh, actually man. liked a lot. One yeah. of them was the the media control area. Sure. I've really, really like it. Um like some something that I enjoy quite a bit is Sometimes when you have something playing in a browser tab, you yep. and I both have some some issues when it comes to browser tabs. Yes. Um, sometimes it can be kind of hard to find it. Yeah. And like if if I restored all my tabs and then it's like buried somewhere, like it can actually be a serious pain. Um, and yes, there's the little speaker symbol on the tab, but yep. when you when you got a lot of tabs open, it's pretty small. And you yep. know, um, so this one will show you the different media things that are playing in the sound control panel. Right. And you can just pause, play, do whatever you want individually right there. That's pretty cool. I really like it. It also, if you had like some native app, like say Shop, or not Shopify, Spotify, yeah. or one that's looking locally, those all the controls for it would be available in there as well. That's pretty cool. Next song, pause, everything. And then the other thing that I really liked was during the installation of the operating system, instead of like, asking if it, the operating system can steal your data in 47 different ways. Yeah. It it just had essentially a like hey, if you want to do productivity things, check out these apps for these things. Right. If you want to play games, check out these apps. I like how easy things. it was to encrypt my drive. That yeah. Uninstall. Yeah. Why isn't that just an install option on Windows? I mean, Microsoft, you're the only major operating system left that doesn't just have a quick and easy way to encrypt your boot drive when you install the operating system. Literally, right. iOS, Android, Linux, and Mac OS all prompt you, like right when you're setting them up. In fact, iOS and Android, it's encrypted by default now. Like it's, it's ridiculous. Now my um, volume uh, panel is not as good as yours, I think. Uh, I, I noticed a problem with it almost immediately because oh. I have so many audio devices on my computer. Yeah. Um, that when I went to scroll through them with my mouse wheel, because the, the indicator to move it manually is like this little tiny thing, uh, I started immediately moving the the sliders. 
<laughs> so the scroll wheel does both. Yeah. Mo- like tilting or not tilting, but like rolling through all the uh, interfaces and also adjusting the sliders. So it's like impossible to like use. Our layouts are so different that that wouldn't even be possible on mine. Yeah. I, the oh, the thing that I really liked, like really, really liked yeah. about that, like they ha- it was a slideshow, essentially a suggestion slideshow, yeah. is the the new user experience there is so strong because if i if i'm genuinely a fresh user to linux yeah i probably did some amount of research yeah but or not. like what if you just want to play video games you also might you, have done none right? and you don't want to pay for windows and what if it's that simple i actually really like a lot of them but the application names are often quite different yeah i i uh i wanted to open something and it's like would you like to use kate yeah and i'm like what is Kate? Yeah, like I, I have who knows? to. I had to Google it. Yeah, on so, Windows, it's like, would you like to use Notepad? Notepad. That's pretty self-explanatory. It's really straightforward. Yeah. Yeah. So what I really, really liked about that yeah. was it went through basically all the standard things that you'd use your computer for. Yeah. And it gave you like these are, I don't know, not necessarily the best, but in a lot of situations, pre-installed options or very easy to acquire and use things that you can do yeah. to get this really genuinely wide range of things done. Right. And I actually thought that was awesome because if I was a new user, I would have very likely either written that down or taken pictures, um, but like been way more prepared, genuinely way more prepared to actually use Linux than I would have before that slideshow. So well, Floatplane chat's freaking out. They figured out what desktop environment I'm in. Well, guys, wait for the video because there's definitely still going to be surprises. <laughs> Luke actually knows one of the surprises that is going yeah. to be in the video because... I couldn't help it. I was like messaging him at midnight. I'm like, have you ever seen anything this wild? Uh, genuinely no, actually, which is pretty crazy. <laughs> it, was, it was absolutely wild. Okay, can, can we talk about Kate for a second? Sure. Because the reason I was using Kate was because I wanted to download a script from GitHub that I wanted to run. Can I just say for a moment that no offense, development community, but the fact that on GitHub... A script doesn't just download in a text format is the stupidest thing I have ever seen. Acquiring things off of GitHub is a little weird. It's actually brain dead. Yeah. That when you download a script, it downloads as an HTML file. (laughs) And then the best part is that on Linux, file extensions don't mean file extensions File extensions mean a helpful little hint about what might be inside it. (laughs) So it's literally got a text file or like a script file. I forget what the extension is. Extension. But when you try to actually run the script, it's like, this is an HTML file. I'm like, why is this an HTML file? Why is it that the way that I acquire this script is to copy paste it into Kate and then save it as that extension and then run it? Why is it so ass backwards? Everyone's calling you stupid because you didn't click get raw. Um, but it's it's just it's one of those things that are it's just it's a it's a user experience thing, right? Like if if yeah. you're if you're used if you're very used yeah. to GitHub. Yeah, it's not a big deal. But if you're if yeah. you're a new user to GitHub, it is it is genuinely an odd experience to get things from GitHub. It is. Oh, that's great. So so here here okay, so here, okay, so raw does I still have to copy paste it. What are you talking about? Unless you right I guess you could right click and right click and save link as? 
Save link as sh file. Okay, is that going to be a proper script or is that just going to be, be okay. another HTML file? I haven't done file? that in a long time, but I think it should be okay. Yeah, I don't know. I, for, I forget how I ended up actually downloading it. Um, People are saying like, or curl, w get the link, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, the, sure. The problem with a lot of this stuff is... You have to know. Yes. You have to already know. Yes. And if you don't already know, and that it's not obvious. that is a very difficult thing to get across in this video because a very large amount of people will just not accept that. I know. I know. And it's like it's like back to uh back to Rich 77's comment. We're here for you. We're yeah. here for you until you do something not exactly the way that we think you should do it. Yeah. But the reality of it is, guys, is developers do not get to pick how users interact with their product. And there there's a lot of stuff like I was I was looking up potential solutions to um a couple problems that weren't like it was it was where the user experience wasn't like kind of a hundred percent up to par with what I would want. It wasn't that it wasn't working. Yeah, it's that I could I thought it could probably work better maybe if I did some work on it. Um, and through googling, almost all of the solutions that I found were telling people to go. It's like here's a link to the homepage of the wiki for this thing. Yeah, go have fun. Which you know what? If I'm in a tinkering mindset fantastic yep but if i just want to play my video game right now not fantastic not great uh, uh this was a really good one uh i found a guide for how to fix something and it was like okay run this script like how how do i run a script i have never i've never run a script on linux before and yeah if i, mean, I can't even fair. manage to get a properly formatted script file because I keep downloading it as an HTML, even though the extension, <laughs> the extension was SH, yeah. but it wouldn't run because it was an HTML file hidden inside it. That is not intuitive. I, I mean, it's surprising to me that engineers and like science, I would think science-minded people would think a label should not mean what a label is. How could you possibly defend that? I, defend a file extension that is not descriptive of what the crap the file is. I haven't experienced this problem, so like I'm not I'm not really sure. Um, LMAO making me face bump. There's a lot of comments like that. There's a lot of comments that are like RTFM, and it's like yeah, but the the whole point of what we're currently analyzing is the new user experience, and people don't want to have to sit down and bust out the manual when they use a new thing yeah and it's way better these days sure even compared to i think the last time that i that i ran linux seriously was probably four years ago yeah it's already way better and, and like yeah. i i genuinely think that uh at least the distro that i'm using is outpacing what i think windows is currently doing i i genuinely think that yep. i think they're moving faster i think they're they're gaining features faster i think they're 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 on a really good pace but in terms of user experience, especially new user experience, they are definitely clearly behind. Hypercrusher says that's user error for not knowing how to use GitHub. No, it's not. It's absolutely not. Believe it or not, believe it or not, there's a whole wide world of people out there that have trouble figuring out where to find the photo they just took on their iPhone, let alone how to use GitHub. And as long as you hold on to that mentality that those people should just learn better, Linux adoption is going to be very, very difficult and out of reach. That's just the cold, hard truth. And you can not like it and you can sit and be angry about it or whatever. But that that's it. That's it. The truth just doesn't 
it is what it is and you can accept it or you cannot accept it. It's that simple. And there can always be distros that are distros and, and desktop environments, whatever, that are much more noob friendly and ones that are really hardcore. Like I think, I think a, a uh, pretty genuine user error would be to like, oh, I've never used Linux before and I'm not even very familiar with computers at all. I'm going to go to Arch. Like the sure. whole internet did not tell you to do that. No, nobody told like, you to do that. One extremely simple Google search would have told you to specifically not do that. Yeah. So like, sure, figure it out. But there are desktop environments and distros, et cetera, that advertise themselves as user-friendly and they're getting a lot better. And in a lot of ways they are but they're not 100%. Yeah, Gremlin Injector put it really well. People are missing this. Uh, Normal users are not technical. File extensions already are a pretty technical concept for most people. I mean, here, here, this is is actually a really, uh, this is kind of going to, put us on a bit of a tangent here, but I was reading an interesting article where a professor was not complaining, but noticing, um, talking about, opening up a discussion about that many of the students coming through their classes were not familiar with the concept of a folder structure, like a folder tree. And I kind of, I kind of went, what? I mean, this is a generation of people that have spent their, yeah. they've, they've grown up their whole lives surrounded by electronics uh, how, and computers. How is it that search, they could... Powerful search. Powerful search, yeah. exactly. Uh, but even, so you, you, can, you can sit there and be elitist and go, not knowing how to use GitHub is user error, or you can recognize that these are, this, and we're talking, these are people in university. And again, you can go, well, just because someone's in university doesn't mean that they're more educated. Well, actually, it means that, statistically speaking, they are probably more educated than the people who are not. Maybe just not in in this particular way. Maybe not in this particular way. Believe it or not, there's a whole wide world out there of other things that people spend their time and energy on. Uh, What? What? (laughs) Right? (laughs) I know. It's it's crazy, right? (laughs) And so it's not that mind-blowing, even though for me it was this utterly alien concept for someone to not actually have a very good understanding of the folder structure because even the fact like it reminds me of how you know there's that anecdote that's been floating around who knows if it's actually true where the kid asks their dad why they have a 3d printed save button you know when they find a floppy disk right the very concept of a folder structure is archaic When's the last time you had a folder inside, nested inside a folder with a bunch of files in it, right? Like that, that's very 1980s. That's, that's, that's a, that's a, that is 40 years ago, right? When that, that idea of paper filing just being a fact of life that everyone is familiar with was a thing. I mean, when I was a kid, we still had uh, phone numbers were still kept in a Rolodex, right? Yeah. And so this this concept, this this tac- tactile experience of rifling through things to find things that you were looking for was very much a part of my childhood. But we've got an entire generation of people that just search for stuff. Yep. And you don't get to pick how the world uses things. I think a really good example here is Tarfif101 on, on Floatplane said... Uh, and he's talking about GitHub. Yeah. He said, no, it really is user error because there is, and then in all capitals, no download button for individual files. You just did some really weird special stuff, like probably saving the entire web page, which is just as dumb as saving a YouTube page to try to get the video. A few messages further down, Ferno 182, 
I'm a developer and the whole save link as on GitHub and then getting in the HTML inside of what I thought was the actual thing I was trying to download happened to me way more times than I'm willing to admit. Of course it did. It's just weird. It's not a fantastic user experience. It's not. Acquiring things off of GitHub is weird. I couldn't find a download button, so my natural workaround was save link as. No, I didn't save the entire web page. Why would how would I even do that? We're talking about mistakes that a, a technical but not developer person could make. I don't think most people are trying to download the entire web page. They're not. Uh, but right click save fi- save link as is a pretty decent workaround when for whatever reason you you can't find the, a working download button or or like downloads not working or or you want it to go faster. Uh, and there's like a delay if you like click through. It's a site you use all the time, and they have one of those like five, four, three, two, one things. Like there, it's just it's a workaround that people might be expected to be familiar with. So he he, he then replies to to us saying this, but that's how browsers work, not how GitHub works. Examine all of the comments around your message. Yeah, that's that's the way I'm gonna answer that. You've been you've been roasted <laughs> as much as you need to be roasted. You're 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 cooked enough. We go any further, and uh, yeah, we're good. That that turkey's gonna be burned, not yeah. uh, not juicy anymore. The answer is add a download button. The answer is why isn't there a download button, and why wasn't there a download button many years ago? That's <laughs> the answer. Way more obvious. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Anyways, it's mind blowing. We should probably uh, yes. mind blow talking about some sponsors hey! real quick. But hey, starting with I think I've done this correctly, man. It it is giving me anxiety having that computer way over there where I can't interact with it directly because if i press the wrong button on here i'm just gonna be like oh no what happened uh thanks to honey for sponsoring this video honey is the free shopping tool that searches for the best promo codes whenever you shop online at supported sites honey helps you save money when you buy things when you're already shopping anyway so there's really no downside whether it's shoes video games tools computer parts you name it Honey works on tons of your favorite sites. All you have to do is click apply coupons while you're at the checkout page and wait for Honey to search for the best working coupons. It's free savings and installs in just two clicks. So get it today at joinhoney.com slash Linus. Let's go back to Maine for a second here because it's just hilariously vindicating that I talk about all these reactions that we're going to get from the Linux community. And we've got a lot of people saying, no, 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 it'll be fine. It'll be fine. (laughs) And the second I come out and be a human, be vulnerable and say, I didn't know something and that I made a mistake. You've got these toxic members of this community jumping, jumping down my throat, like ready to pounce. And it's like, I get it. I get it. You're an expert and you feel like everyone should be an expert in and this. And Linux might be your baby. Uh, yeah, we're sure. saying your baby isn't perfect. But the thing is, like, I, I don't know, man. See, to, for me, and this is, you know, we're getting into, like, relationships again, right? Like, where we, I think we've talked about this on the show today. It's like, I never tell my wife, you're the most beautiful woman in the world. Lots of husbands tell their wives that. And I'm sitting here going, well, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, you're not. I'm also not the best looking guy in the world. Don't have the biggest schlong. Like, so what? <laughs> so the pack, what? The package You're Asian. You don't even need me to have the biggest schlong. Okay. <laughs> That's not... The, the fitment is fantastic. Yeah, see? Right. We're, the margins here are amazing. What I'll say is it seems like we were built for each other. <laughs> so the point is, the point is 
that if you love something, I feel like you should be able to be honest with it. That's sure. and and I think that the kind of I, love that is fanatical, that is not objective, is not actually as um is true. not actually as fulfilling. Yeah. Like I was reading an article about like 17 things a boss should never say to an employee, and one of them was good job. And there's a reason for that. And the justification for it was actually very well thought out. It's because it's not specific. It's vague. What yeah. what was good? What was good about it? How good was it? It doesn't I think tell you anything. you can anything. say good job, but you have to follow it with why. There has to be context. Yeah. There has to be context. So you, you, you can't, there's no point lying to people. And if you just say everything is great, your words mean nothing. You, you lose all the gravity that the sentiments you express could have possibly had if you just constantly talk about how great something is. And I, I, get, I take a lot of flack for being super negative. You know, like I'll see people, oh, Linus complains about everything. But so what? We and all you should. also don't. I, I, yeah, well, that's a whole that's a whole separate that's a whole separate conversation. I mean, and a lot of the time when I complain about something, it's just the thing that makes me really angry. It's not when something is bad. The thing that makes me angry is when something is bad out of complete and utter negligence yeah. or malice. So the fact that the iPhone doesn't have T9 dialing when it's literally something that an Apple developer could build in less than a week and would require basically no maintenance, it's 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 an insult to their users. Like it's just uh, it, it it's utterly unbelievable um i think there's also i think there's a lot of if you aren't just lying all the time or saying things that you're entirely unqualified to say like if, if you had truly done an assessment of all like appropriate aged partners that you could have in the world that would be ridiculous and i probably not an attractive trait for a woman i was just gonna like, say she might not even want to be with you yeah i you tried out i tried out every lady in our <laughs> geographical area and you're the best no you said world this would be a big project yeah big this project would be major um like it, man you'd need to drink a lot of fluids get a lot of chicken soup going this is a this is a weird <laughs> this topic to go to yeah, from this is a Linux. weird wan show um but i i think if you if you focus on things that are true and you can fully qualify, they mean more. Because there, there's, so. there's that whole concept where like, oh, like you ask your, your, your partner if you like look good in something and then they say yes. And you go, huh. And you go ask like your buddy because you might get a, you're, you're worried that the response from your partner is, is, is colored, right? Yep. It's it's rose tinted glasses, whatever. Yep. So if you if you are more straight up, honest and clear and objective, then those compliments mean more because you know Absolutely. they're legit. I like, think there's value to that. For better or for worse, my wife knows that if she makes food that isn't very good tasting, I'll tell her because she's the kind of person who genuinely cares about self improvement. And in the same way, if I, and she probably doesn't want to waste her time if she's cooking food for you. If you don't want to cook something that. If I set yeah. up, I mean, one Same of the, okay. Versa, hopefully. So let's talk about one of my jobs around the house. If I set up the, uh, you know, the uh, the universal remote for our media system, and it's in a way that she can't, it's annoying, like it's annoying whatever. to use, yeah. or it takes too long, or whatever else, she's not going to just, you know, grin and bear it quietly. Exactly, she's going to tell me so that I can fix it because we want to improve each other's lives. More like, overall and deeper appreciation. We're in it to overall. win it, right? Like we're on the same team. Um, so you have to be able to be you have to be able to be honest with each other. Luke, please um, don't make this worse. I, sorry, dude. This I is just, so this is yeah. so great. 
NH4X4 Tracker says, most people don't care about T9. Here's another comment a little bit further down. Thorium220 says, I started using T9 dialing on Android because Linus mentioned it in a video. Thanks, mate. This is great. Most people don't understand what it is. That's why they don't think it's amazing. That is the only reason to not think it's amazing. It is actually the fastest way to dial a phone number, hands down. Other than if you have your, your nine favorites or whatever and you just hold one button. That is the only way that I can think of that could be faster. Oh, <sighs> just makes me very, very angry. Very angry. Um, that's not the best example of something that is just sort of utter negligence that it's not included. I think probably a better example would be something like uh, accessibility and, and right to repair. Like hiding screws under a sticker that is destroyed when you remove it over nothing, over absolutely nothing, uh, is is far more um, hostile to the user than not having a feature that I personally think is great, and so do a lot of people. Let's go ahead and get into our next sponsor here. I, I swear to you, I'm gonna I'm gonna get through these sponsors. <laughs> Thank you, Seasonic, for sponsoring today's very strange when <laughs> show. Uh, the Seasonic Prime Titanium Ultra. Uh, Prime Ultra Titanium Series features super high efficiency with their 80-plus titanium rating. They're fully modular. They feature hybrid fan control, so you can control your overall fan noise. And when the fan does spin up, it's got a fluid dynamic bearing, so it's going to last a real long time. They boast up to a 50,000-hour life expectancy along with a 12-year warranty. And you can check out Seasonic's power supplies at the link down below on Seasonic's website or on Amazon, also at the link below. Finally, the show is brought to you by Squarespace. Hey, we use Squarespace. We use it all the time. Both LinusMediaGroup.com and LTXExpo.com were built quickly using Squarespace because we didn't have a lot of time and a lot of know-how when it came to building websites, especially when we built those ones. Squarespace's all-in-one platform makes it easy to get your website up and running quickly, though, and you can choose from tons of different templates with exactly the functionality and exactly the look that's right for you. If you need help, Squarespace offers webinars. They've got a full series of help guides, or you can contact their support team 24-7 to help you build your site. So go to squarespace.com forward slash when, and you can get 10% off today. What else do we want to talk about today? I feel there's like we got a, a little bit derailed. There's someone in the float plane chat asking for help finding a file uh, in Ubuntu GNOME File Explorer. I find that very funny, um, but let's let's continue. Uh, Google Microsoft. Let's uh, funny sorry, timing one? for that topic. What Microsoft? Sorry? Good guy Microsoft. Oh yeah, sure. Microsoft let's do agrees it. to independent third-party study looking at right to repair. Uh, I will also point out that a lot of Floatplane people pointed out that it's very funny that one of the difficulties that you've been having with Linux is GitHub because Microsoft owns GitHub. That is quite entertaining. Well, okay. I didn't. To be clear, I didn't say it was an issue with Linux. So my issue with Linux with the, was that it wasn't obvious where to like put a script to run it. Right. Yeah. Like I would you have needed that script on Windows? No. It's part of the experience. Okay. Okay. I guess that's fair. I would argue like finding scripts online to do things for you is is probably part of the experience. Yeah, it shouldn't be. Um expecting yep. the average user to run a script. I mean, the problem with scripts is there's such an enormous like security problem too. Because just copying and pasting scripts off the internet, to be clear, like I'm doing it, but you shouldn't. That's no. not that's yeah. not a good best practice. Again, that's the kind of crazy sort of um I don't know what to call it. Is it double speak? Is it 
uh, it's one of the, the most contradictory things about uh, the Linux community is that out of, on, the, on the one hand, it's like it's open source. It's all about security and privacy and, and all of these sort well, of pillars. A lot of that is, is genuinely, okay. And on the other hand, it's like the only way to do basic stuff is to, unless you are an extremely technical user, like a part-time developer, is to download random scripts off the internet and execute them in a terminal as a super user. Like, are you serious a right lot, now? A lot of the security stuff is that you assess that that script and that i know i know i know i'm just saying i'm just saying i know that's, that's like saying the safest car is the one that you just build yourself like most like, people shouldn't build a car like <laughs> like i don't want to spoil this too much oh no but just okay. for some context remember the screenshot i sent you no, I'm sorry. <laughs> You're supposed to be a security professional. Every user should be a digital security professional. <laughs> oh, no. Um, they're going to hate us my so much. It's going to be a problem. I'm trying. I, honestly, my experience so far has been pretty clean. Um, oh, my goodness. Remember when you were you sent me the videos of the problem? Yeah. And I sent you the screenshot back? Um. <laughs> yeah yes so they're expecting you to read all that i know i know the funny part is you saw how far i scrolled yeah. through that right <laughs> there's a lot but they're expecting you to read it that's like that's like literally literally the I, I forget if it made it all the way to the supreme court but like literally the american judicial system has decided that eulas are not enforceable because read nobody reads anything that long and that includes agreeing to things when you're in, executing in, a script. In basically any scenario. A yep. lot of people <laughs> too long didn't read, even if it's only a few lines. And sometimes it's a lot more than a few lines. So I don't know. Anyways, good guy, Microsoft. This has nothing to do with Linux. Uh, Microsoft is taking concrete steps to facilitate independent repair of its devices following pressure from shareholders. Uh, this comes after months of negotiations started in June when investor advocacy nonprofit, as you so, filed a shareholder resolution in regards to right to repair and environmental concerns. Uh, Microsoft will study how increasing access to parts and info can reduce contributions to climate change and e-waste, which does, I will say, sound like a very new Microsoft thing. That sounds like something new Microsoft would do. So it's kind of in line. Yeah, that sounds like something that new Microsoft probably should have figured out in Already. two seconds instead of um, yes. spending months on it and needing and an needing... independent third-party commission. I agree. Let's let's talk about all the wasted resources of a third-party yeah. investigation being done when you could just do the right thing immediately. I'm but, sure they uh, could so figure it out. I'm, I'm not sure they could to... call Lewis one time. And Lewis would happily get there like immediately and walk through how they could do all of this. I'm pretty stuff. sure that they could sit and turn off the TV and for like four seconds sit and think. And they could probably come out. I don't think they have to talk to Lewis about this. <laughs> Should things be easier for end users to repair? Well, well, hold on, hold on. I'm thinking. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I did it. I guess I was giving them too much credit. I got Re there. Reading this line in particular, 
will study how increasing access to parts and info can reduce contributions to climate change and e-waste. Yeah, like just get over it. It will it will do that. Thanks. Um, just Remember, start, this is the start same. Start increasing the info. And this is the same company for whom oh. an iFixit repairability score of two is considered <laughs> a win. Okay. Uh. I mean, we really like the... Um, the Maybe surf- we should change it from good guy Microsoft to, like, hopefully finally getting close Microsoft. It's amazing to me. And, I mean, this is one of those funny things because maybe, again, I'm just being a right-to-repair elitist, assuming that other people have put the kind of thought into this that I have. And maybe it just isn't obvious to other people how... This is how- not the same. Because this, this, is, this, is like, this is a company that's probably got... Uh, you know, pound for pound, more genius level intellects on staff than most other, almost any organization sure. on earth other than, you know, like Mensa, right? Like we're talking about, they, it, well, you have to be a genius to be a member of Mensa, don't you? I don't know. I mean, I've never looked into membership. I assumed I'm not genius enough. The, the point is that this this is an organization that has enough smart people in it that I don't, I'm not inclined to give a lot of uh, credit for them investigating this because there's absolutely no way. Sorry, I changed gears here. No, I was trying to play devil's advocate. Okay, it's possible that just because they're genius level intellects, that that doesn't mean that they've given any thought to this whatsoever. The issue, though, is that companies like Microsoft and like Apple are clearly putting so much thought into making repairs more difficult that they couldn't possibly have made those decisions without also examining... The the alternative. If I I can try to jump on the devil's advocate side of things, I I could say that there's whatever started it probably set a pretty significant amount of momentum. And it's been difficult to kind of gear change. And there's been no real kick to actually start that gear change. And then lately there's been much more of a kick. Well, let's let's hope. Let's hope we can keep some momentum here. I'm hoping that's it. We have not talked about the Twitch leak yet. Okay. How are we this far into the show and we have not... Okay, we also... Oh my goodness, this is madness. We haven't even talked about how Tukes are back in stock, ladies and gentlemen. We've got new... Wow, did I make exactly the same face? That looks like a palette swap. Look at this. Is that or is that not exactly the same picture? Hold on. It's not. The hair's slightly different. That is actually a different picture. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's kind of amazing. Uh, anyway, uh, Dark Aqua is here. We got gray. We got a blue now. I don't know All if I've of... ever seen any store that has as many pictures for products as the LTP store. You know what's the crazy part about that is that it's not even that much work. No. Like, it's a lot of work, and it does cost us money. But it's not such a crazy amount of work that I think, you know, large large organizations couldn't just Should do it. a few more? Yeah. Yeah, just, yeah, it doesn't seem that complicated. Anyway, they're $19.99. The construction quality issues were fixed. If you have one from last year... Um, you will hear from us. We'll be reaching out to all previous buyers in the next week or so, and you will either get a new fixed toque or you will get a refund if you've had the issue um, and you haven't yet reached out to us. So we'll get it all sorted out. There are thousands of you. Please give our support team some time to work through everything, but we will get this resolved for everyone. We take all this kind of stuff extremely seriously. Um, For those of you who are wondering, uh, no, we did not throw away the... Um, the compromised inventory, we actually had it reworked locally. Uh, so we did not waste any beanies. That's cool. Um, they were all, they were all fixed and, um, and then like just repacked because they're still new. Um, cool. So yeah, we're getting, we're getting everything sorted out. 
All right, let's talk about Twitch. Twitch leaked the whole thing, source code, uh, creator, creator compensation. Apparently there could be more coming. Um, I saw that. Apparently this is part one. Yeah, I don't, I don't even like at this point know. What else is there? What else is going to be? A bunch of ISOs of like people's computers. I, I have no idea uh, because it's a lot. It's, it's, it's the source code. It's, it's a lot not all, but a very significant amount of creator compensation. It, I believe it goes down to like 10,000 creators or something. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like 1% because there's an insane oh. amount of Twitch. Am creators. I the top 1% then? Because I think Pretty my sure. information was leaked. Uh, yeah. Nice. I am the 1%. I think that's what it is. I'm not entirely certain. I mean, I became a one top 1% OnlyFans creator in like two hours. Heck yeah. So dude. that was pretty, that was pretty fun. Just, just flexing. Nice. Only, uh, oh, OnlyFans yeah. flexing. Sorry, I got to do OnlyFans flexing. I got to take some clothes off. I got- <laughs> Is the is the male nipple thing still a thing on Twitch? I have no idea. I have no clue. I'm pretty sure no we idea. broken it like a few. Yeah, times. I'd be willing to show you guys my nipples, but I don't actually need to get banned off Twitch. It's yeah. it's it's not really a needle mover for us. In I terms was gonna say of now revenue, everyone knows how much you make. Yeah, yeah. That so, could be an expensive nip slip. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Even though it's not a needle mover, it's still expensive. If yeah, it goes away. it's a lot better than a kick in the teeth. Twenty nine thousand dollars over For two years. For sure. Yeah. Um, anyways, one hundred twenty five gigabytes went into the torrent link uh, that was leaked onto originally 4chan along with a paste bin. I believe the paste bin. The paste bin was gone by the time I got an email from Luke at five thirty a.m. Before you ask, I've got it. I've got it all. <laughs> I did it, Aunt. I um You did. <laughs> Look how red he is. I have nothing. I am good boy. Um <laughs> the uh I think Jake had it before you. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Um you gotta like I still have Stuxnet. Nice. Like, Stuxnet. You gotta just archive this stuff. I don't know. It's interesting. I mean, once it's gone, you know, it's it, it well, someone someone in the flow plane chat said that like a big D move that Twitch could and would be really interesting if they did is just go like you know what screw it just put it on github there's no way not amazon wouldn't happen but it'd be sweet that's not amazon it'd be way. cool yeah there's absolutely no way hands above desk i'm sorry get your heads out of the gutter i just i just do this when i'm sitting down i don't know why anyways muscle um, memory <laughs> i was just waiting for you to bring it up again um, all right tell us what's in there twitch has confirmed the breach has taken place but denies credit card info or login details were exposed um i have heard that people claim that password data was included but was encrypted that doesn't mean that you shouldn't change your password yeah it means that you should change your password yep. change your password for twitch just do it especially I mean, everyone has a stream key, I believe. Every Twitch account is able to stream, I'm pretty sure. Um, So just make sure that you do it because you don't want someone getting access to your account details, which could be attached to your name and your personal information and then streaming things on Twitch that are really bad. Um, So change it. Change your password. Very important. Um, There was... There's, yeah, basically source code and user information, passwords, stuff like that and the earnings of a lot of different creators the earnings have been discussed a lot yeah that's basically the highlight for the normies but what do developers care about there's a lot of stuff in there twitch does a lot of things yeah like what lots of stuff i just want to know what the things the developers find interesting are. lots of things um there's there's if you think about youtube or twitch um there's things that would be valuable to developers if they if they leaked out there's things like, like what? the player that could yeah. be good for people. 
I mean, Twitch's player is not amazing. You might not want the player. Yeah. But there okay. could be some tech in there that's interesting. There's also like pipeline improvements in terms of moving data because one of the things, especially for YouTube, is incredibly good at this. YouTube is so good at this that I've talked to people that work at competitors um, that have said that they never want to try to get into, never want to try to genuinely compete with YouTube in the VOD space. Like they might have VOD availability, but they don't want to try to compete with them on the VOD space because their like pipeline and data science essentially is so far beyond that they'll never get as efficient. And that's the battle. Right. Um, so like it's it's crazy. So there's probably some of that stuff in there. Um, there's, 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 there's everything. There's everything that you would need to essentially make Twitch. There's also other stuff um that includes things that they never released including what people are talking about uh as a steam competitor called vapor yeah which is interesting in a few different ways partially because it includes the word vape which is like come on now and then the other one because it's so highly related to the word steam yeah which is just like really i also guys? like that it's vaporware vaporware <laughs> that's pretty good uh <laughs> Um, apparently Vapor will, or was, or will, or I don't know, have a 3D chat system called Vape World, which is like the worst thing they could have possibly called it, in my opinion. Holy. Uh, Amazon filed a patent in 2017 titled Joining Games from a Spectating System. Oh, that's pretty cool. Sounds actually genuinely pretty cool. Yeah, um, and Twitch being fully like vertically integrated. So uh, Amazon having a game studio, obviously. Um, actually, imagine being able to join a battleground point? in New World. Yeah, that you saw a streamer was in. And remember, the this is AWS, right? So I would be very surprised if the 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 end game experience wasn't something along the lines of streaming the game right not not playing on your local machine right so the entire game runs in an amazon data center somewhere you connect to it it's this enormous high performance but fully local environment with clients streaming into it everyone is able to engage with like they're able to watch in any number of ways like imagine if you could watch a battle royale but more like in a hum in a hunger Games style where your camera can be anywhere Right. And by Hunger Games, sorry, I don't mean like the Minecraft play mode. I, I mean like the movies like like where if you could watch an arena fight, but your camera could be anywhere you want, like literally an unlimited. Practically speaking, unlimited number of people could connect and either be playing or observing and how that would work with a platform like Twitch. Like they, they, so they've got the mechanism to draw new viewers into playing the game through through drops and through uh, you know exclusive skins, and they've got all the streamers that are going to be inherently promoting it because you just play whatever's biggest on the platform. They can use the platform to push the game to boost it up, and it all runs on AWS, and the whole thing is just this beautiful little bow. I mean, honestly, you think about it that way, and Amazon is the bigger threat to Xbox than Sony is. Because that is potentially a completely game-changing experience. You look at how much demand there is to get into what's that stupid GTA Five IRL like server that everyone oh, yeah. cares about? Um, pixel something something pixel something something like that. You look at how much demand there is to get in and participate in these types of 
uh, it's not no a pixel. It's called like, no pixel. Like, yeah, no pixel type of like massively multiplayer. But remember, it's relatively small scale. But this type of multiplayer experience, because no pixel almost isn't even a game for a lot of the players. They're they're role playing, right? And Fortnite game, but yeah. I know, but we can't call it a it's massively multiplayer Linux. online RPG. It's GNU slash Linux, okay? Because it's I don't think anyone's going to argue that GTA Five is an RPG game, okay? So yes, the no, <laughs> yes, you could. There are role playing elements, but I think we can agree that it is still a shooter adventure. Okay, whatever. I don't know what genre. Grand Theft Auto is its own genre. It doesn't matter. <laughs> the point is, the point is that you don't even have to pay streamers to play that. They want to be in there because wherever the hottest personalities are all congregating is where they're going to be able to get the most access to new audiences and to increase their own subscriptions. So all of a sudden, the, the play for Twitch, which clearly wasn't um, motivated by Twitch's spectacular profitability, uh, makes more sense. And to be clear, I, you know, I'm not... I, I, I'm not saying that uh, Twitch doesn't make any money. I'm just saying compared to the billion dollars that Amazon spent on it, if the revenue numbers are anywhere even close to representative of what Twitch is making, it's not very profitable. That site there is, is going to cost a other fortune. Stuff. There's, there's these like really big, like the brand takeovers for games mm -hmm. are huge. Yep. Like yep. Big money. Yeah, and it's it, that's th fair. they'll do like whole site buys and stuff like it's it's big but a whole site buy a lot of it is going to end up paid to the streamers yep, on whose sure. pages those banners are showing i don't think the twitch homepage is exactly the hottest place to hang out you go to the streamers you like to watch so i suspect so i would i would say and you got to remember too so one of the one of the things that's really important to keep in mind is that the streamer uh, income that leaked does not include donations and it does not include um uh, what was one of the other major ones that it doesn't include brand deals shoot yeah it doesn't include brand deals but the point is twitch doesn't get a piece of brand deals unless they're acting in a in oh, an bits agency no it, it would probably include bits. acting in like an an uh like an agency role for the streamer and even for donations if i recall correctly doesn't twitch take a lower cut for donations uh, do they donations. even take a cut for donations? They don't take donations. They do bits. Twitch uh, donations revenue share. Hold on. How much does Twitch take from donations? Subscriptions uh, affiliates earn 50% of the sub. Some high-end partners keep 70%. Donations made through third-party companies such as Streamlabs go to the streamer. So how does... What's the share for bits? I'm not familiar with it. The point bits is... Bits is a scale. Oh, it apparently included bits. So even though that doesn't tell us necessarily how much streamers are making, ah, it didn't include exclusivity contracts, right? So even oh, though it didn't tell us okay. how much yeah. top streamers are actually making, because there could be donations, bits, whatever, uh, exclusivity deals, brand deals, all that other kind of stuff, what it did tell us is how much Twitch is making. Because Twitch is making whatever the inverse of that number the streamers are making is. And so if we're looking at the top Streamers on the platform making like eight to nine million dollars over a span of it seems like about two years and then it dropping precipitously from there. I mean, you can basically figure out how much revenue Twitch has. Not quite. Not quite. There, There's also, yeah, so like Amazon wanted to own the tech 
to a certain degree and Amazon wanted to own the watch time. Watch time was particularly interesting to them. And I'm sure they're taking a lot of data from their users as well. Of course they are. Which is extremely valuable to them. But there's also like AWS features that have come from Twitch existing within the Amazon ecosystem that sure. they then sell in that way. Like there's there's other ways that they've been able to profit off of there. But yeah, in, in terms of subscription revenue, it is quite revealing for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, we're not going to build a Twitch competitor, even nope. with the source code. Never I can tell to. you, we're not interested in building a Twitch competitor. Already knew that. Yep. <laughs> and and yeah, having the source code makes no. Not only would that be intensely not okay, uh, but it makes no difference anyways. So, yeah. I mean, I think that it's actually kind of funny how the entire Twitch source code leaked, and nobody will try to clone Twitch's service with their own source code. I pretty much guarantee it. Because the the business model, unless you have those supplementary businesses that you can use the technology for, it's just, it's not practical. It's really expensive. Yeah. Yeah. There's a few things. uh, Rip Mixer, right? Like if Microsoft with their much deeper uh, understanding, I would say even of gaming, if Microsoft couldn't make that aspect of the business work, I mean, well, apparently there were a lot of issues at Mixer, but my, my point still stands. It's clearly more of a challenge than just building a streaming platform. You oh, have yeah. to actually build a, a business around yeah. it. Uh, Epos Vox is in the chat said, worth noting, though, that Twitch only pays like 5 to 10% of their ad revenue for creators. It's nowhere near a 50-50 split. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. That's fair. Yeah, most of most of what creators are making, like if you look at your how much you're making from ads on Twitch, it's not it's not a lot. <laughs> um, a, a lot of it's going to be subs. A lot of it's also going to be donations. Donations are huge. Like if you thought you just learned how much these streamers are actually taking away, you're woefully mistaken. Uh, but I can also uh, I can also tell you that uh, ads CPMs compared to user donations is not. Um, nothing. I yeah. think ads are a very small part of this yeah. equation. Ads it's, are, it's, yeah. Ads are not going to be a, the the game changer that you might think that they would be. Remember, like website banner ads are sort of that's a pretty web 1.0 way to make money. Now, Twitch, because they've got this super dialed in audience, is going to be able to demand more than some random. And um, Twitch also facilitates a lot of like. Oh, okay, like every major FPS player is going to play this new game that came out. We're going to be the in-between between you and all these streamers. Yeah. And it's going to be this huge buy. Absolutely. Genuinely massive amounts of money transferring hands. Yes. Um, because they're buying out, like I said, like every major gamer. Yeah. Even non-FPS gamers, like everyone on Twitch is going to be playing. I, th- I think Apex was one of them. Right. There's been a lot of games that are like that, that had like essentially no marketing. But on launch dates, like every Twitch person is playing it. Yeah. And you know they're paid to play it because they're like, we're going to be playing this game from exactly this time to exactly this time. And then going back to regular content, it's like, oh, okay. Um, Widgie Ain says, Microsoft understands gaming. Microsoft owns Xbox. Xbox, yeah. Microsoft pioneered cross-platform licenses for games. That's that's a pretty understands gamers and understands gaming move right there. Yeah, they don't get everything right, 100%. Definitely not. Definitely not. But they're, they're definitely not complete idiots when it comes to engaging with the gaming community. Nope, that's, uh, that's Xbox One launch Microsoft. That Microsoft is gone. <laughs> 
it's a do you, media. Do you want to watch a, football? It's like, <laughs> you're going to play games like this and connect. <laughs> that was an entertaining launch. Uh, yeah, P- Pitharidal, Pitharidal <laughs> yeah. says, Microsoft <laughs> developed DirectX LMAO. <laughs> yeah. They they know yeah. a thing or two they because they've seen a thing a thing or two yeah they've been uh, around they've been around the block um, speaking of a group that's been around the block Facebook had a bit of a bad week oh are we gonna talk about that uh, we don't have to talk about it for too long yeah sure let's go fast because there's a couple things that I still I still want to talk about OLED switch and my Team Viewer saga okay we can go over this really quick they were down for I think it was like six hours uh, publications estimated Facebook lost somewhere between sixty and a hundred million dollars over the outage epic. Um, Wow. What was really great, so like WhatsApp, Instagram, Facebook, all of it was down. Building access was also down because it's tied into the Facebook platform. So they couldn't get back in to like fix it. I have heard, I That's like hilarious. verified this, but I have heard that they had to like contact someone who had an angle grinder to like cut them into the building so That's that they could fix it. Hilarious. Which is amazing. That's all. We don't even have to go into it way more than that, but just like so funny. Um, all right. I want to talk about the OLED switch. Okay. Have you seen it in person yet? No. It's Would better. that even been possible? Didn't you guys get like a... No, we didn't get an early unit. I think it's like on store shelves right now. Oh, okay. Yeah. <sighs> Love you, Nintendo, hey! but you, you do a lot of things weird. Um, they tried to work with us for a little bit there. Yeah, no, they we did get one from Nintendo. Oh, just like... Just like... <laughs> Uh, like a week and a half after like Austin uploaded his video. I'm like, nice. Okay. Sweet. I mean, you know what? Honestly, I can see why console makers do prioritize him. He hits oh, hard. Oh, sure. No, he does a great job. Consoles. Yeah. Um, but I actually don't think that was like an organized strategy. I think it was just Nintendo being <laughs> just being Yikes. Nintendo a little bit. Yeah. Um, so I tried it. The bigger screen, so much better. Like actually, uh, like, I'm looking at it going, I haven't touched Breath of the Wild since I beat it. And I'm like, I need to jump back into, I need to really? jump back into Hyrule here. I'm going to, yeah, I'm, I'm going to play some more Breath of the Wild. Um, Definitely, I didn't try the new Metroid game, but I'm definitely going to play it. I've got a code in my inbox, so I'll, I'll check that out. And I had a lot of concerns about blowing up the size of the screen while maintaining 720p resolution. Yeah. I shouldn't say a lot of concerns. I had some concerns. It's okay it's okay it's okay it's fine i am disappointed I'm surprised it's it's like i know you're saying it's okay but i'm surprised it's that bad i thought it was honestly going to make not much of a difference it's not that bad okay well the thing is it doesn't make a huge difference it's just that if you have sharp eyes you probably already weren't a huge fan of the 720p That's display fair. yeah and the good news is that it's 720p rgb not pentile so if it was 720p but a pentile subpixel arrangement, I, 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 I was concerned about that. But it's an RGB OLED panel, and it looks pretty darn good. Um, the biggest disappointment for me, I think, is that the rumored technology they're working on with NVIDIA to use DLSS, like to use machine learning upscaling, did not make it into this model. What I wonder is if the rumored Switch Pro just isn't this. If this is the new base model, they upgraded it in some way so that they could do a pricing adjustment because the cost difference between the OLED panel and the old one is not $50. Mm-hmm. So they're basically just jacking up the price of the regular Switch and maybe we're still going to get a Switch Pro. That's that's kind of what I'm wondering. I, I have 
obviously it's cool be great to have one yeah. i've been not interested in purchasing one at all at any point because of essentially that i bought it not only is the i'm sure that's fine yeah not, not only is the the steam deck coming and that was kind of my my big purchase as of late yeah um, that's a big purchase but i just I, I can't shake the idea that not only is my current one fine but there's probably another one coming yeah, I, I, I kind of suspect that there's another one coming because if you're Nintendo, you're all about charging a lot of money for things. And the, the, oh, yeah. the Switch is like a $300 console. Is it, is it $300 or $250 in the U.S.? I can't remember. BestBuy.com. United States. I typed in .com, didn't I? Okay, Nintendo Switch. $339? $339. That's got to be a Canadian price. Yeah, it's $299. 299 in the US. So the OLED model is 349. Did I get Now if I'm Nintendo, why don't I want a piece of that $500 console pie? That's where the Switch Pro would come in. And maybe it maybe it doesn't maybe you can't take it with you. I don't know, maybe it's dock only. I have I have no idea what could be coming, but with 8K TVs out now and 4K TVs basically mainstream for anyone outside of the very very bottom level of budgets. I, I think it's, they can't ignore it forever. I mean, Nintendo really does try. Boy, do they ever make a solid effort to ignore technological advancements forever. But uh, I think, I think, they, I think they're <laughs> going to do something. I think they're going to do something. Now, I want to talk about my TeamViewer update. I okay. tweeted. Yeah, I enjoyed this tweet. I'm actually excited to see what happened. With I tweeted out of anger because something that I was doing related to the Linux challenge was I wanted to set up, what did I I wanted to know if uh, Parsec would be a viable way for me to enjoy games that I absolutely couldn't play on Linux. I would understand that that's a total hack because not everyone has two computers, one that they can remote into. Uh, but I wanted to know if, if Parsec would be a viable way for me to play a game that is not like, uh, is completely unplayable. And I, I didn't even know if Parsec had a client. And so what I wanted to do was I wanted to set up my work machine with Parsec, which I, I hadn't before. I just have it on my home machine. I wanted to install Parsec on my work machine so that I could like try it, so that I could install a client on my Linux machine at home. And I, I like, try to do that because it's just you want to talk about uh, you know, streaming. Game streaming is, is part of the gaming experience now. It's, it's a possibility. It's something yeah. you can do. Yeah. So I, wa I wanted to try it. Anyway, I had to use TeamViewer to get into my work machine, because that's how I access it. And the only reason I had opened it at all was so that I could install Parsec. I get this, this pop-up. And you need a little bit of backstory for why this pop-up <laughs> is such a big deal. <laughs> tell us what you'll pay. Oh, wow. This is, tell I us what you'll word. pay for a subscription and stretch the rest of your 2021 budget. Contact us. <laughs> okay, let's break this down. I have a perpetual license for TeamViewer 2012. I paid, I forget, but it was more than $5,000 for the bare minimum number of seats that I needed because at the time we were using TeamViewer to remote into an Android device that was holding all of our two-factor authentication. I'm comfortable talking about this now because we're actually doing things a different way now. And it's better. Yeah, it's, it's, better. It's, it's better. It's more secure. 
And uh, we're not going to talk about it because security through obscurity, hopefully, knock on wood. But the point is, that's what we were doing then. So we had just had an Android phone that was plugged in all the time, went through a couple of them before we uh, removed the battery on one before plugging it in all the time. That was a good... Uh, it was a good moment. Uh, I I just thought they would have better battery management. Yeah. I thought they wouldn't just blow up in like four months. We had two of them do that. Yeah. Think, anyway, yeah. the point is um, we used T TeamViewer was one of the only solutions. In fact, I think it might have been the only solution that was truly cross-platform where you could remote into an Android device from a PC or Mac and remote into a PC or Mac from an Android device and, and everything worked cross-platform. So I was like, okay, this is a lot of money, but it's a perpetual license, no problem. Now, with the, I think the next revision of TeamViewer, they switched to a subscription model and completely discontinued the possibility of buying a perpetual license of TeamViewer. Now, funny thing, because they didn't want to have to maintain two different versions of the app on mobile devices, a legacy one and uh, a subscription one, your old legacy perpetual license for desktop gets you the latest version of the <laughs> mobile app. Okay. Because, and that was just, that was a cost-saving measure. That wasn't because they were trying yeah. to be good guys. Yeah. But you know what a nightmare it is maintaining uh, a mobile app. It sucks. Yeah, it's, it sucks. Developers are expensive. And, and so they were just like, okay, forget it. So on the mobile side, you'll just get the latest one. So right around that time, TeamViewer, since then, has semi-regularly reached out to me over every possible means of communication. They have emailed me. They have popped up annoying messages like this in my software that I paid for. They have even called me at unreasonable times in the morning because they don't think maybe I'm on the West Coast and I am not awake yet at 6 a.m. my time. They have called me at completely stupid times of day to ask me to upgrade to a subscription version of TeamViewer. And my answer every single time, every single time has been no, and do not contact me about this again, because I have exactly the functionality I need from TeamViewer, and there's nothing that you can offer me that would make me upgrade from the version that I'm using. Yeah. All I need it for is we use it for um, script remote script review, for example, like John's based down in North Carolina. So TeamViewer is a nice way for us to both. We actually both remote into the same VM that's running on the server here so that it has access to all the local resources that he works on. And then we can we can both edit and stuff. So it, it, do, it does have a purpose. It's a good tool. Um, well, it's, a, it's a useful tool. It's a useful tool, but I can already do that. <laughs> it does absolutely everything that I need it to do. And so I, I basically finally got frustrated because I was like, I don't even want to use your software right now. I'm just using your software to install some other software. So I send out this, I, this tweet. I'm just like, I was just kind of irate because I've been troubleshooting a bunch of stuff. I'm working on the Linux challenge. Zero dollars, you vampires. I paid for an effing perpetual license of TeamViewer 12. Stop emailing me. Stop calling me at Eastern time o'clock in the morning and stop popping up this crap when I use the software I paid thousands of dollars for. I tagged them. I have never seen a tweet from myself anyway. I've never seen a tweet that I've sent out generate this much animosity toward the subject of the tweet. It appears as though absolutely everyone hates TeamViewer. Yeah. And the reason for it is pretty apparent because even the users who said, hey, why don't you just click? Oh, you guys can't really see this, but... Um Oh, this is not a touchscreen. Uh, whatever. There's a little thing down here that says, don't show this message again. I was not the only one 
who noticed this. And so a lot of people were like, well, why don't you just click that? And the answer is because it doesn't actually work. That's why I'm so mad. Because I tell them, don't call me again, and they call me again. I tell them, don't email me again, and they email me again. I click, don't show this message again, and they show the message again. It's extraordinarily frustrating. They show like a slightly different version or something? So TeamViewer, TeamViewer replied to my tweet. TeamViewer support got back to me. Look at this. Look at this. At Linus G. Sebastian. Hi. We apologize for the trouble with the pop-up. The self-opt-out is available for licensed customers. Options, advanced, show advanced options. Under team viewer options, untick the box for in-product marketing messages. Okay, I hope this will help you. All right. I replied to team viewer. And this, I didn't, I didn't send out a, a full tweet. Like, I just replied to them. So probably most people haven't seen the best part of the saga. It was like five grand or something. Can't remember. It was a lot. Oh, no, this is replying to someone else. Here, that, sorry, proper tweet. How about no pop-up? Why would I buy a subscription for something I own a perpetual license for? Maybe because I hate money? Let's play a game. I'm going to click don't show this again and go see if that box is ticked. Oh, wait, it's not even there. What? It is not, it is not there in the place that they told me it is because that button only exists in the subscription versions <laughs> of TeamViewer. Oh my goodness. Oh major, my. major egg oh on their face. Big egg. Did they respond at all? Big oof. Yeah. Okay. So get this. <clears throat> they do not reply to this tweet. <laughs> yeah, of course not. Because That's brutal. <laughs> they got ratioed. This is like about the hardest I've seen someone get ratioed in a while. They got ratioed super hard here. Did not reply because I'm sure I'm sure they had meetings. Like it's not it wouldn't be the first time that I complained about something and it generated meetings at a company being like, how do we make this go away <laughs> as fast as possible? So I got a call. Um, it did wake me up this morning. I was gonna say, was it early it, in the morning? It wasn't that early. I should have been uh, up. I should have been up already okay, anyway. Okay. It was at like nine. Um, and I, I ended up being late for work today. I so you know, thanks, team viewer. Thank you for the wake up call. The point is. I got a call this morning and they said, hey, sorry about that. We have, uh, we have marked your account to not get any of these messages anymore. Here is my response, team viewer. Wrong answer. Yeah. Because the right answer was not to appease the influencer so that they don't complain about you publicly. The right answer is to tell me, we have stopped doing this for everyone who has a perpetual team viewer license. We have stopped harassing our customers who already gave us their money because they didn't give us enough money yet. That is the correct answer. It shouldn't be me. And also, I have told you to put me on that list. And until you knew who I was, you didn't do it, which is the wrong answer. So now I know for a fact the list it's does possible. exist, yeah. and that when you tell them not to put you on the list, and you don't happen to be a YouTuber, they just don't bother. Can you go after them for can spam because of that? Probably, but it's not worth the effort. Yeah, someone could though. So, I'm sure you thought that you were making me happy, but what you actually did was demonstrate 
how terrible your business practices are for everyone else. Way to go, team viewer. Treating me special is just another way of saying that you don't treat your customers like you should. Yeah. Because if you know it's the right thing to do and you'll do it for me, then you should automatically do it for everyone. That simple. Yeah. So eat a dick, team viewer. This segment needs to be clipped and shared all over. It probably will be. There's a YouTube channel called LMG Clips. <laughs> yeah. It's actually fantastic. Yeah, we'll, we'll email you and tell you about it. And I'm sure we'll call you in the morning. <laughs> Just yeah, you know, you might already be subscribed to LMG Clips, but I don't know if you're a member. Um, so you know, yeah, uh, this is great. Linus, where's the framework? Uh, Jake told me I'm not allowed to use my daily driver laptop 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 on WAN show me neither, because be I'll fair. leak things. Yeah. So uh, I agreed with him. That was a good. He made a good call. Good call, Jake. And so I am not using my daily driver laptop. Honestly, though, we should just we should just both use frameworks on the lap on the WAN show. That would be sweet. It might not actually be the best because we need to run at standard resolutions for capture, you know, for our, our for our screens here, and that display is gonna probably look a little interpolated because it runs at a weirdo like um, two by three resolution or something like that. So it might not be it might not actually be the best for what we're doing, but. That doesn't How mean often that do you actually need the the whole desktop. Usually, you're just showing a YouTube video, right? Which yeah, you definitely it's, grab. It's more just that I uh, like when you're looking at text, so that you're you want to be running at the right native mm. resolution, yeah, so that yeah. the capture card can support yeah. it properly. And so when you're looking at text, it's going to look kind of crappy. I guess it doesn't really matter. Oh, but. the capture cards are probably got it, got it, yeah. got it, got it. Yeah. So I was going to say you can just crop it. Like yeah, whatever. love you, Black Magic, but also you're not perfect. Uh, okay, so I think that's pretty much everything other than going through some of uh, them super chats. Super chats. Uh, I missed the first few because even though I have submitted a bug report for this, YouTube has not fixed it. So that's pretty cool. Hey, I can share you guys on my, my super chat experience. Uh, you're, you're amazing too. Thanks. This is a super weird way for this to be formatted. So that's pretty cool. Uh, hey, no problem, Cadillac Bob. Heck yeah, rapid fire. Um, JD says, can you say what happened with the Madrinas partnership? Uh, we don't really comment. If, uh, if a sponsor screws over our viewers, then we will comment about it. But if it's just, you know, hey, it didn't work out, but let's agree to be friends, then we're not really going to. We, we, we're not about public drama, dragging anyone through the mud. Maybe it was our fault. Maybe it was their fault. I'm just going to say that. Who knows? Who knows whose fault it was? Cool. Uh, G says, reminiscing about Netlinked. I miss the hosts having their own spin when introducing the shorter news stories. Uh, said more quickly than the others. Please have Riley say Central Park. He, he never says Central Park anymore. That's true. Um, <laughs> DTemp says, the red hat logo has been just a hat, not Shadow Man for two and a half years. Yeah, but that doesn't change that it was the logo for over 10. <laughs> Uh, Thracker's odd. Regarding last WAN show, if you're worried about running non-Steam games, I highly recommend Lutris. Yes, yes, we're uh, we're we're both we're both we're both at that point already. I think. Uh, Scott says I was looking for a video about T lines instead of a reservoir. Thankful for the old one. NCIX Tech Tips number two. Are T lines still viable today? Yeah, they're just a pain in the butt. Getting all the air bled out of the system with a T line sucks. If you're looking to save a buck, though, it is a good way to do it. One of the reasons we used T-Lines so often back in the day was that the options for reservoirs were way more limited than they are now. Yes? Someone in the chat called me out for hands under the table again. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> Andres Rivero says, Framework doesn't have third-party resellers. 
Uh, shouldn't devices like their laptop or Steam Deck be sold through multiple channels? Uh, it helps solve the warehouse issue you spoke about and let smaller shops grassroots slash evangelize the product at local level. So what it doesn't help is it doesn't help you be profitable. Uh, by the time you run a product through distribution and through a retailer, you can assume that you're going to be giving up anywhere from 10 to 20% of your margin on the product. That, that The consumer pays for that directly. A lot of the need to do that these days is also gone. Like we've looked at, we've looked at having third-party resellers for LTTstore.com products, but the reality of it is we don't mark, we don't mark things up. Like we, we tend to go for really high quality materials in the stuff that we make. And a lot of the time we'll end up spending an extra, you know, $3, which doesn't sound like a lot of money, but that's, that's the margin that we could have given a retailer in order to get broader exposure for our product. So for something like an Amazon a marketplace, I think it ends up costing only marginally more if we maintain, if we own our own inventory and it's just fulfilled by Amazon. But if you're working through like a brick and mortar retailer, they're going to expect to make considerable margin on the product that we honestly just don't have. And I suspect that it's quite similar for the Steam Deck and for the Framework Laptop. Yeah. Although neither of those companies have given me any access to their costs. But like, like I said already though, like it's, I don't think it's really needed in the modern world. Online shopping is very easy and online shopping on individual stores like Framework is also very easy. Um, another thing to consider is that you might think that a store buying your product means that you improve your cash flow, and it can, but a lot of times, especially brick and mortar, is going to expect anywhere from 30 to 90 days. I think Costco demands six months uh, payment terms. So they have the inventory, but you're actually still the one who owns it, and the larger the retailer you're working with, the more that they can put the screws to you if for whatever reason the product is not moving very well and they want you to make it go away. So it can actually end up being very expensive to load a bunch of your inventory into a retailer if they demand. And remember, they hold all the leverage because they have both their money and your product. Yeah. And the exposure that you need to reach your customers. They, they hold all the cards in that respect, right? So they could say, hey, look, you need to give us a $100 rebate for our our spring savings sale event because your competitors are doing that and they'll, they'll work you against your competition like that in a way that you're kind of looking at it going, well, hey, this like wasn't part of the deal. We, you know, we're trying to make this device that's really different. We're low volume and we can't really play this game. I, I, would, I would advise Framework against taking that approach for the time being, uh, but not for obvious reasons. Like uh, to be clear, it's a very good question. Um, just, yeah, I, I probably wouldn't do it. They also have a tailored shopping experience. Um, I don't know which one they sell more of, but the DIY edition, you like pick things, right? Yep. It's not usually very easy to do through other types of stores. Captain Pepper, have you thought about looking at new e-bikes or e-scooters? It's been five years since your last e-bike video, uh, and they've been going through a huge boom. You're right. The, the reason we haven't really jumped back into it is that I feel like there are creators who, creators who service that niche really well, and... Our big thing is that we don't want to jump into a conversation unless we have something to contribute to it. And I just, I feel like um, as someone who daily drives one, you know, Taryn is probably still qualified to talk about it. But for my part, I haven't really actively used any e-mobility products in a long time. I was super into them and I wanted to try out every kitschy one that came out, like back when I did that unicycle review, like the electric unicycle and stuff like that. 
But the reality of it is in my neighborhood and the places I go and the things I do, it's just not really practical. I'm just going to get in the car. I'm going to jump on my motorcycle. Yeah. Um, Tanilu says, can you upload the past gaming live streams to Floatplane, like your Supreme Commander and Don't Starve games? Uh, there's only one that I think is missing, and I forget why I didn't put it up. I think I didn't end up with the VOD for some reason. Oh. Um, yeah. Mr. Wilson, I remember my first Linux experience. Oh. I had experience installing Windows and was stunned that on the first boot, the desktop was the correct resolution without drivers. It was emulating the GPU as a stopgap. Awesome idea. Yeah, there's, there are things that Linux does really well. In fairness, Windows also boots at the correct resolution these days. Now, yeah. It's been definitely a while. Was it, Linux has been doing that better for a, for a lot longer. Very long say. time. Yeah. Uh, Aaron says, if you're... Okay, we're getting into a pretty heavy uh, heavy part of the super chatness here. Um if your engineering approach is the user should just read the manual and learn to use it, then you are not a very good engineer. You might actually be an excellent engineer, but what you aren't is a good UX designer. It, and it depends on what you're making, right? If you're making something that is specifically just for experts in the field, yes, that's probably fine. Yeah. Um, and it might actually be better that way in a, in a few different ways uh, because you might have to oversimplify things to in order to accommodate that specifically better for new users user experience etc but yeah anyways uh rosalind seville has probably the best super chat of the day yeah linux is fine but it's no temple os that's true <laughs> linux is almost nothing like temple os <laughs> what you said was factually accurate uh, <laughs> uh this is another great comment under here so i have i've googled this but i haven't looked at the results yet um this is fantastic. Imagine someone makes a Linux distro that was Windows 7-like. Okay, I've Googled this, but I haven't looked at the result yet. Here we go. Best Linux distributions that look like Windows. Linux Lite. Windows 7 users may not have the latest and greatest hardware, so it's essential to use that is lightweight and easy to use. Okay, can I replace... Uh, okay, da, da, da. So hold on. That looks look like Windows 11 and 10 for Windows 7 users. Looks a bit like Windows... Okay. Oh, you know what? I was expecting one that is... Oh, hold on. Hold on. Distros that look like the Windows 7. Control F7. Here we go. Man, the number of like Linux distro listicles. Okay. Mint. You can configure it to be the same as Windows XP, Windows 7, Windows 8, or Windows 10. All right. Linux community's got you covered. But that's also one of the biggest problems. It makes it extremely overwhelming to figure out which one to use. Oh, man. Uh... Oh, wow. There's a lot. I'm sorry, guys. I'm not reading all the super chat stuff, um, especially because some of it is just astonishingly stupid, and I'm not out to antagonize our, our viewers. I just, I can't make my, I can't make my head hurt enough. The, the, the amount that it would hurt just reading out what some of these things say. Um, yeah. Okay, cool. Okay, what is this? Oh, uh-oh. What's Nick calling me for? What's Nick calling me for? He must know he's going to be on WAN Show. Hey, Nick, you're live on WAN Show. Am I antagonizing the users too much? They're not buying enough LTTstore.com? No, no, I was just going to say the UFD stream is like 1% away from finishing, so it'd be cool to send a bunch of people over there when you guys are done. Oh, yeah, what platform is it on? Um, I think they're on YouTube and Twitch, but I think they're mainly on Twitch. All right. All right. Cool. Thanks, Nick. 
Yeah, you can you can raid them. Yeah, UFD UFD stream sponsored by Linus Tech Tips. Yeah. I'm not even joking. It's, it's sponsored it genuinely by genuinely is. Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah. Um, hey, Taylor says, my new GPU from Verified Actual Gamer program shipped. Thanks so much, LTT team. My 1070 died last week. We're pretty disappointed with how high the MSRPs are of cards now, and Verified Actual Gamer program is pretty much uh, dead at this point because uh, it feels like MSRPs and scalper prices have just kind of... Yeah, MSRPs are rising like crazy. Equalized. We did a really interesting video. Uh, we shot it today where, you know how one of the hacks to get a GPU for a while was to buy a system and then just flip all the other components? So we did a cost analysis. We went and bought a system at Best Buy and looked at everything that was in it and compared it to building your own and buying a scalped GPU, and it was on par. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they've they've closed all those holes. Um what was I going to say? I don't remember. Robert Mail says, first time I've been able to catch a live show or VOD. Nice new set. Hopefully I haven't missed much. You are so full of crap. First time I've been able to catch a live... Robert Mail. I was going to say, I recognize that name. Yeah. You super chat every show, <laughs> let alone watching them. Uh, SDG Games. Is there an audio equivalent to the sRGB color space? No. As a creator, what matters most to you in headphones or speakers? Well, it's gonna be it's gonna be accuracy, and then I think what you're kind of asking is like, like what like the range of performance they might have is. In that case, you're looking at like a frequency response curve, so you want something that is able to reproduce very low and very high frequencies. But it's not like like sRGB is kind of like it's the subset of all perceivable colors but in the audio spectrum we've had devices that have been able to reproduce the entire audible spectrum for many many years now so it just comes down to how well they can do it david champagne is a 2021 facebook outage survivor yeah i think i survived all right too i didn't notice to be perfectly the only reason why i knew was because i went to the washroom which is the only time that i ever used twitter <laughs> and i opened up twitter and everyone was talking about it and then I made a like meme about how Floatplane's still up, and then I didn't know that Facebook was down. While it was down, I found out later. Yeah, because I was like working. I don't know yeah. if I actually found out during or after because I never checked because I don't care. Hey, <laughs> thanks, Re. Oh, just accepted an offer to join a fan company and started watching you when I was thirteen. Dang, good for you. Taking that money. Get that money. Uh, Dusk Pierce asks, I sent this once, but when you get the Steam Deck, can you try it with an M cable? You're going to have to remind me when it arrives. I don't have a, I'm not logged into like my accounts or anything. I don't have a convenient way to write this down right now, but, um, yes. Um, I'm very interested to see that as well. Oh, nice. Fan24DRR two four fan 24 DRR says, I got two LTT store water bottles from UFD Tech as he passed through Columbus on his cannonball run. <laughs> very nice. Sweet. Very nice. Uh, Noki 1119 says, hey, timestamp guy here. The last on-site WAN show was on the 14th of December, 2019, 664 days ago. Do you miss the old set? I'll miss Luke's birds. So that computer that we're running off of right now hadn't been turned on since January of 2020. So when Jake turned it on, <laughs> there was like three hours of updates. <laughs> we know how long it's been. Uh, uh, Conrad in Floatplane Chat said, I work for Fang as well. 
Float Plane, you, Amazon, Apple, Netflix, Google. Lol. That's lol. a good one. I mean, with how much downtime Facebook has had, I don't think they deserve to be a fang anymore. Oh, get wrecked. Uh, I think it's more based around the money. But. Blackjack410 says, I just subscribed to Float Plane. I don't see this stream. Uh, it's on there. It's in the live tab. Yep. Um, and I wanted to yell at y'all and ask how long I have to wait to buy a freaking screwdriver. <laughs> Wounds a little fresh. Um, little fresh. I got a call from Nick before the show. The screwdriver is very delayed. It's like, it's it's delayed. It's like New Year delayed at this point. Um, has to do with the power outages in China pushing work back to Taiwan, where we're manufacturing a number of the parts. Um, and other places being pushed back to Taiwan. Other as places well. being pushed back to Taiwan as well. Um, we explored the option of having some of it done in Canada, but um, while the steel stuff could be done here, the manufacturer we're working with uh, for the zinc housings is not confident that the zinc work could be done here. Um, and it was, so it would add, I think, at about a ten eleven dollars of cost. We would have to uh, produce the th things in Taiwan. Then we'd have to send all the materials. So we'd have to send all the materials to Canada, then send them back to Taiwan to be assembled, then send them back here. So it was going to add other delays, like like logistical delays, even if they could work on it. Which is a big issue right now. Just throwing that and out And I think there. it was going to add a cost of about $11 a unit. We're already doing some of the production in Canada. We're doing final assembly. We're doing all the injection molding uh, here. Like, it's not like this is just, oh, we're cheaping out and we're just trying to do everything at the lowest possible cost. It's just the the the, the Taiwanese manufacturer that we're working with is not um, is not able to get a lot of the materials that they need to produce it. And that has to do with shortages and challenges going on really across, well, across the world, really. Oh boy. Yeah, so it's going to be it's going to be a minute. Yeah. <laughs> that one was a little fresh. Uh XP Bill says Linus, why is your name pronounced a little differently than Linux even though it is only one letter different? Please, very important question. Uh because Linus Torvalds is Finnish, I think. Yeah, Finnish. I think so. And so his name even though it's spelled exactly the same as mine is I think usually pronounced Linus. Yeah, so Linus Linux, Linus, because I'm not Finnish and I don't speak anything other than time English. to make a new distro. Uh, like if I was French, Linux, if I was that's French, not going to get confused. Linux. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll do. Uh, I'll, I'll like fork Arch or something. <laughs> yeah. Linux Arch, Arch Linux Linux. <laughs> yes, that's very helpful. Thank you, Luke. <laughs> All right, I think that is pretty I much mean, it. I there's, mean, there's Hannah Montana Linux. Yeah, thank Why you for that. Why can't there be Linus about? I think that's pretty much it for the uh, the WAN show today. We will see you again next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. We may be in person next week, depending on how much progress Luke and I have made on our, <laughs> our streaming aspect of the Linux challenge. Yes. Uh, we'll probably be back to in person after that, but I think a WAN show is a good acid test for just how well we have each managed to get our streaming setups working. Yeah, yeah. We might do we might do it a different way. Maybe we both do like a simultaneous stream on Twitch one night or something like that. And maybe we just do one show here. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you guys again. Bye. Oh, 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 we got a raid UFD. What?
Hey. How do you how do, how does one raid? I think you slash raid space and then their channel name. So slash raid space, uh, UFD, but it's disciple. So UF disciple. UF disciple. Okay. So did I did I do that? I think. Okay. There it goes. All right. All right. All right. See you later, guys. Yeah, you're doing it. Yeah. Okay, we are still live on Twitch and Float Plane, but I have cut.